Hello guys and girls, and welcome to episode 117 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. And this is all made possible by using Restream.io. You can also catch the show live in VR using big screen TV. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. I also want to wish everyone out there who is celebrating a very happy Thanksgiving, the perfect time to demo VR to all your friends and family. And of course, now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy is now a little older, a little wiser. Everyone say happy birthday to our Dutch brother from another mother. It's of course, Nathy. Happy birthday, Woo! dude. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's, it's an honor to have another birthday. How does it feel to be 16? <laughs> no, no comment. No. How, how old are you, Nathy? Tell everyone. You want to know? You really want to yeah. know? We do. 20, 25. 25 years young. People were surprised when I said, like, hey, I'm, I'm 25 now. I was like, wait, we thought you were 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A whole life ahead of you of VR. Yeah. I know. Old before your time. You're like you're like the, you're like the little Yoda of VR. You're like, well, you, you, you can you can say whatever you want. Maybe maybe I will be the last one of us all here yeah. that will witness VR taking yeah. over the world. We'll you be expected gone. to take so long then. We expect us to die early. Nathie exposed. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Happy birthday! So uh, everyone in the chat, show Nathie some love. Say happy birthday to him. Mm. Next up. This guy's midichlorian count is off the charts. Lethal with a lightsaber and as adorable as Baby Yoda. It is, of course, the rowdy guy. How you doing, I'm, man? I'm, you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, I'm cute Yoda, yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> midichlorian levels, yeah. The, I, I saw Zim like looking a bit like, what the heck is that? You don't know what a midichlorian no, is? No, I was thinking, um, isn't Yoda the feckin' ugly one? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> have you seen? Have you been watching The Mandalorian or heard of it? I've heard of it. So I, have, you, seen... I have not watched it. So Baby Yoda, I have not seen that. You've not well, seen I mean, Baby Yoda? No. Baby Yoda is like 50 years old, though. Yeah, he is. He's 50 years old. He looks old. quite good for his age, then. He does. He does. <laughs> it's amazing, Zim. You should check that out. It's so, so isn't good. It, it's so, so isn't good. It, isn't it not available here yet? Tell me what service you're watching it on, then. I'll tell you after the show. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. I was like, I gotcha. don't think there's a legitimate way to watch Mike, it in the UK right Mike now. Mike just exposed himself. It did. I watched it. I watched it on the reflection of a, a guy's glasses who was watching it on YouTube. Ah. <laughs> a bit like how people watch the um, what is it? The fight, the KSI fight. Anyway, I digress. If you haven't seen Baby Yoda, you you owe it to yourself to go check it out. So next up, this guy never skips leg day. VR leg day, that is. He has a stomach of steel and a heart of gold. It's VR streamer, ZimTalk5. Oh. How you doing, dude? <laughs> I thought right? that was going to end with some joke calling me old, but just because that rhyme, you know. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. nice. It was it nice. It was nice. It was warming. Uh, good. Yes. I have, uh, I, have, I have left the station uh, this week. So uh, goodbye, Apple Feckers. I'm, uh, I'm joining uh, the Android train with Rowdy, uh, which is great. I'd be celebrating right now. If um, 
if I could work out how to <laughs> unlock it right now. <laughs> That's what you get. That's what you get, Zim. You get a phone that you can't even unlock because you're you're a traitor. I literally, I've been sitting in the last three minutes <laughs> no, going, no, no, I don't know how to get I'll the pen code to you. in this, this is what years and years of Apple usage does to someone's brain, you know. It just, like, melts it slowly away up to the point that they can't even unlock yeah. their own phone anymore. Yeah. Let us know in the chat if, what camp you're in. Are you, are you an Apple fan or you're an Android fan? But just don't spam the emotes because we know what happened to Markiplier's chat when the, <laughs> the emotes were, were spammed. So don't do that. But let us know. We'd love to know in the yeah. chat. Uh, if you don't know who I am, my name is Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. Uh, we've got a busy show for you today, actually. Some of the highlights include the Beat Saber devs, Beat Games, are acquired by Facebook. Phil Spencer from Xbox dismisses VR. But although Phil isn't on board, that hasn't stopped the cows jumping on the VR hype train. We're going to be talking about that as well, which is super exciting. Uh, Zim's going to give you the latest releases to look forward to next week. And then finally, Nathie's going to tell us all about his hands-on experience with the new Pimax and Varo headset from VR Days, which felt like happened about three months ago now, but it only actually happened yeah, about three you. weeks ago. Thank you for giving me some airtime. I appreciate oh. it. You're welcome. The thing is, everything that's happened like in the last couple of weeks has just yeah. been really important. Not yeah. that VR Days isn't important and your yeah. your your experience isn't important. I don't <laughs> even re- Honestly, I don't even remember my experience anymore. So yeah. we're going to talk about what I think my experience was. Yeah. Your, okay, your well, we'll, we'll just skip it. Yeah. <laughs> the topic's going to consist of, I can't remember, so... We can, I'm sure we can uh, fill it up with some Half-Life. <laughs> sure, <laughs> we can do good. that. Get people hyped. So let us know uh, in the chat, if because um, we're going to be talking about our highlight of the week <laughs> uh, and what we played. So if you want to share what you've been playing, uh, put that in the chat as well, and we'll read some of them out. Uh, but let's kick it over to... Uh, who's first? Nathie's first. To the plate. Yeah. Nice. What did you play this week, dude? Lucky me. You've been up to. I uh, I have been playing something, pancake. Shame. No, no, no. Shame. Wait, 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 wait. This is research I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. I downloaded the Rec Room app on my phone, ah. on my iPhone Zim. That works yeah. because I can unlock it with my face. <laughs> right. Bam. All right, all right. But anyways. Uh, it's amazing. It works very well. Has all the features that you also uh, have in a casual experience of Rec Room. You mm-hmm. can uh, give people a handshake. You can do a high five. You can dance. Uh, you can you can go to all kinds of, uh, let's say, community worlds. Everything. And it's way faster. Like this, this, this whole app opened my eyes once again where I just want VR apps to mm-hmm. boot up faster. I want the loading uh, times to be quicker, etc. Because it takes me less than five minutes. And of course, it's unfair to compare in that sense. But it takes yeah. me five minutes to get in there. The, and then the I can just is, start if, playing. If, if Rec Room devs could have done that, they probably would have done that if they of did course. it on, on Yes, Yes, but it, it's just app. that... Um, that it's almost like more attractive to me now to go onto a rec room because it takes me five minutes and I can just sit here and talk to my audience um, is, uh, is is great. Um, although, even that I liked it that much, I still wanted rec room to be just VR only because I, I feel like its community is big enough to keep it afloat. Mm-hmm. And I understand from a business model, it's smart to make it... Uh, available for for uh, monitors, for uh, mobile phones, for tablets, etc. But I, I I think the crossover between VR players and pancake ones in this case 
I don't want it to be like that. Mm. Because they are kind of, they are kind of. It's not only just the interaction because they're kind of static. Even that I'm on a phone, I can't be as social as you can be in VR. Um, but it's also if I again, this is what I said before. If I play a round of paintball and I just hook up one of those shield controllers to my phone, I'm gonna beat your ass. Even if you're in VR and you can aim faster than me, I'm still gonna beat your ass because with a controller or with a keyboard, even even better. Mm-hmm. I can just just own everyone in in Battle Royale or whatever. So I I feel like the balance isn't there. Mm, Yeah, I can understand that. And also, do you find that there's now more kids in there because you think this this mobile app has been enabled? Yeah, of course. I mean, there are. Well, I haven't seen more yet, but that's of course a fact that that's gonna happen. I mean, Mm. Rec Room has always been kind of the you know the the VR uh, title for kids. There are also a lot of others playing it. But those are doing it in private. But if you're in a public, yeah, then then you see a lot of little baby Yodas running around. I got a question um, on that from a <clears throat> mic perspective. What's the? That's not Mike, our host. That's a microphone. Um, <laughs> what's the default setting when you go into that? When you go into the app, is it open mic off of the you know iPhone or tablet that you you're using or? Is it automatically so, muted at the start? I ask because at the it's automatically muted. You have to give permission like every app. Um, it's like, hey, you want to give permission? But no, no, no. Uh, Sorry, I, <clears throat> not the permission of the app. So most apps, when they launch, have to ask for permission. But I mean, the once the app is installed on the device, you've launched it the first time, you've given it permission. What does is it automatically open mic or is it closed mic? I think it's automatically open. Yeah, but you can change that. All the settings uh, are are in there. Um, what is kind of cool is that you can uh, turn on the the camera and use it to track your face. And then when you uh, look around, uh, you see that in Rec Room as well. That is That's a really cool feature. And yeah. it, 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 as long as you hold your phone in a proper way, then it, it works. So it's like face I, I'm not sure if it's IR. Yes. It's yeah. like, like, like those AR emoji things then. But yeah, but then, I like, think it's only your, your head movements. If they could also do your like blinking or oh, like that, your that, smell. Oh, okay. Uh, then because those are like automatically happening. Um, mm. So yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's fun. It's great to have, but... It'll be interesting to see how this shapes Rec yeah, exactly. in the future. That's what um, I wonder. Because I because feel like it's going to take be taken over by the by the flat yeah. people and not the VR people. You, you, you already see way more folks that are not owning a headset. And I don't know if that impacts a VR app in a way where you're like, yeah, maybe I should just play the phone version like everyone yeah. else. Why? It's but not yeah. attractive uh, in any way. Mm. I remember a while back they were very keen on like, you know, moving a little bit away from the more like... Because it's always been like a lot of kids playing Rack Room just in general. Yeah. But the policy on that has always been that, you know, uh, it's not specifically for kids. You know, like mm. uh, they implemented certain features that would detect kids. Yeah. And it isn't yeah, that. So didn't work. Yeah. But this seems to be going like the complete opposite direction. Yeah, they because make it only worse. If you want to get more kids in there, then you make it on a mobile phone. Yeah, they, they yeah. only make it worse. Um, plus, uh, uh, technically, officially, VR is not for kids. Mm, that's true. It's true. Because it's a 13 plus. Movie. I always wonder, like, if you want to do some good research on how kids get into VR, go into Rec Room. Because there are kids that sound like E.T. <laughs> that are in there. <laughs> Talking about E.T., have you guys seen the commercial of E.T. checking out VR? I saw you uh, tweeting about it. Seen I haven't it. seen it myself. Well, it was an well, ad, a TV ad. Listen, listen. Even that you haven't seen it, you know what's interesting about it? So E.T. is trying VR, right? 
Mm-hmm. Now, E.T. was playing with an Oculus Go. Okay. Seems okay. Seems fine, right? Mm-hmm. Great Christmas gift because it's a Christmas Except commercial. Uh-oh. But, but, you know E.T., his face is not like our face. So <laughs> yeah. what is his IPD then? It's not like if you watch the commercial, like this this Oculus Go should be on his, well, he doesn't have a nose either as far as I know, but it should be on his nose. It should be next, like his eye should still be here somewhere. And then his headset is in Wait, the middle. Are, are you now saying that that the commercial doesn't make sense because it features an alien with a too big of, of an IPD? That's you're it. T- you're telling me that E.T. faked it? He wasn't actually playing it? <laughs> But then, wow. but then, then I was asking David. I said, like, listen, so ET is playing with this headset. How is this possible? He said, like, yeah, but the Go has no IPD adjuster. So then I was like, okay, well, that that yeah, that totally makes sense, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyways, some people have already been playing some some other games too, and that is well, first of all, Stormland, uh, Rift S Fun play that I still like that name, Rift S Fun. It's like, it's just so simple, but it just works. You know that this man owns a Rift S and plays Stormland all week. (laughs) Yeah, and then he has fun, yeah, exactly. Then we have Watto UK. He only played Borderlands 2 and Assetto Corsa, um, Hmm. and he lost 1.2 terabyte of data, and it took him four days to recover it. Wow. Nice. Sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah. And then we have uh, G27, um, who uh, dove into uh, Mage's Tale. I think he says Half-Life VR. I was like, Half-Life Alex? How? Uh, Pistol Whip on Quest and the Doom 3 VR mod. Um, And we have Mr. Dub, who just spent 600 pounds on a PlayStation 4 Pro, PSVR, Move Controllers, and... Well, Blood and Truth, Astrobot, Resident Evil, nice. the best ones you oh, can get. Nice. He already owns a CV1, Rift S, mm-hmm. and Quest. Nice. Well, yeah, yeah, great conversion. You're going to have such a good time, I think. <laughs> really do. Blood Last but not least, Joshua Johnston. He, uh, oh, he, he didn't play this game, but he says he would love to play it, and that is Wolves in the Walls. And I think Mike can totally recommend yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, completely. It's such an amazing experience, and it's free as well. Uh, and and I think there was a discussion this week about like the best AI in VR, and that is the best AI in VR. Like the way that she talks, mm. the way she makes you feel like she's a living, breathing character mm-hmm. is is very good. Um, cool. So what about you then, Rowdy? What have you been up to this week? Yeah, I've, I've been playing a, a couple of things. Also, I saw that VR Buck on Twitch has played uh, Until You Fall and Stand Out. It's... What is standout again? Is that the Battle Royale? Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah. Ah, okay. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Massive yeah, yeah. players, right? Um, I, I didn't know that was still running, but if it is, yeah, me neither. But anyway, I, I've been uh, I've been playing a game called uh, Thief uh, Simulator VR, ah. um, which is, I mean, the game is still on early access, so it's still buggy. Um, I I kind of. Also, because I was messing around, I kind of run into a, a few like game breaking bugs that kind of like forced me to do a restart. Um, but it's hilariously fun. Like you play as a burglar. Uh, I've only played like the first two kind of like missions, which is more like tutorial like. Um, but the mechanics that they've introduced are actually quite quite fun to mess around with. So you have a crowbar, uh, which allows you to like you know smash windows or like you can like uh, break a uh, like a like a toilet or like smash things up with the with the crowbar. So that's Freaking actually kind of fun to do that. So, so yeah, like that was. The- <laughs> Not only do you get burgled, but you get your toilet smashed up as well. Like how was the, the first thing that play. happened to me was like, oh, it's a toilet. And I, I like touched it and like smashed it to like a billion pieces. I was like, well, that 
person is going to be happy when he comes home. Yeah. Uh, but you do feel like a like a real dick when you're playing this game. <laughs> like you, you. I mean, the stuff that I've been stealing has not been. I, I'm pretty sure I'm like an English burglar because I keep on stealing like teapots. Tea, tea cozies. Like those are the things that are are worth money for some reason. So I've been stealing uh, teapots, and then uh, you. Um, you actually physically need to carry stuff out of the out of the house as well. So, for example, I, I stole like a like an old TV. You need to grab it with two hands, and you need to like run out of the house, make sure that nobody sees you. You need to put it physically in the back of your car. Yeah, still nobody can see you. You need to physically open the door of your car. You need to physically get into the car. You need to physically start the engine. You need to physically push on the gas pedal and drive away and get out of wait, the wait, town. How, how do you physically push on the gas pedal? With, yeah, okay, not not that physically. You physically do it with your <laughs> buttons. <laughs> yeah, you physically do it. <laughs> all right, all right. But it, it, it feels very... Um, I kind of feel like there's like too much mechanics going on at once um, to make it all work perfectly. Mm. But it does make it a lot of fun, though, because, you know, I, I've been driving on... The, you can't make too much noise as well when you're giving gas. You know, you need to drive not too fast, not too slow. Like, uh, it's hilarious to play around with that. Um, I drove over pedestrians. Uh, I've uh, crashed my car. I flipped it upside down almost. Like, it's it's an hilarious game just to play around with. Um, and then when you get back to your own base, you need to, like, sell the stuff that you stole. You can purchase new pro products. Uh, you can purchase, like thieving gloves and like new material lock picks and that kind of stuff to break open and they have all like uh funny names for like for like websites so instead of ebay it's like black bay and like uh you have uh, a rent-a-thuck <laughs> where you can like just like rent-a-thuck um and they have all these kind of like funny names for it as well um i had a lot of fun playing that game it's called the thief simulator vr Hmm. So if you want to go and steal a bunch of teapots, then that's the game for you. <laughs> and and smash toilets with crowbars. Smash toilets, yeah. How how annoyed would you be? Like you've been burgled, and then you get your toilet and your especially the worst and your teapot stolen everywhere. Worst day like that, ever. That, that has that has got to be some kind of uh, you know on a, on a, a test scale for psych, psychopathy. Like that's it. That's how you figure it out. Like if you would burgle a house, would you smash the toilet as well? Because you know how fucked off you'd be. <laughs> the the worst happened. for me was like. I trashed this entire house, like, you know, I smashed everything, and then I had to, like, um, I stole the TV already, it was already in the back of my car, picked up all the money everywhere I could find, and then I opened, like, a drawer, and there was, like, this kid's drawing in there, and I was like, oh, dear God, what did I do? <laughs> Wait, then I went outside and I just continued, but oh. that made me feel bad. <laughs> wow. wow, wow. So we've gone from, like, you know, really sort of, you know, hearty rec room, you know, really friendly for kids too. This this can train you to become a burglar. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why you have me on the show. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Zim, what about you then? Please tell me it's not going to be something, uh, you know, no, that, bad. Uh, no, not bad. Uh, weird, which uh, which is normal from my oh. corner. Um, no, I, I think the, the game I want to highlight, uh, when I'm sure you guys probably talked about next week, or last week, Next week. <laughs> I see into the future. Well, next week could also be... Uh, the Under Presents, uh, which I found to be uh, really um, <clears throat> very bizarre. And I have a very high bizarre tolerance. Um, the thing I, I want to highlight primarily on... If you haven't seen The Under Presents, The Under Presents is... Um, it's uh, it, it's another game from the same devs as uh, from Tenderclaws from uh, Virtual Virtual Reality. So if you, if you mm -hmm. like that kind of whole like mind-warping... Um, VR game with high polish. This is that. Um, 
and it took me quite some time. I'm not going to spoil it, but there are some really cool things that happen, even in the first, like, 15 minutes you play in the game, which are really mind-bending. Um, but the thing that I thought was really cool and stood out uh, is they, they may have actually implemented a motion simulation mechanism that beats many others, uh, which is how you move around. So you move around by, kind of, I'll describe it the best way I can, bending space. So you, it's like if you were on your phone, right? You're like, I'm going to zoom in. <clears throat> the center bit zooms in. The rest of it warps towards it. And then you do a, a kind of a speed step in that direction. So you're basically like pulling mm. the scene it's like towards warping. you. And then it warps you into that space. And mm. it's totally comfortable. It's really weird. It obviously fits the game. Is it great? Is it similar to what like the lab does with the with the globe thing? Because that also mm. has that like warp. Yeah, not, not dissimilar. That that is probably the closest thing to it. Um, I I have to just say, if you guys haven't touched it yet, you have to. It's if for if for no other reason, oh. that movement mechanism is amazing. Um, and then the 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 audio for any audio file, like the the voice that they captured is super high fidelity, uh, very warm and in your in your head. Uh, love it. Just really, really liked it. So, And in the chat, Paradise Decay is saying, by the way, that the, the game also has full locomotion. Yeah, there's some so options. People are right. wondering about yeah. that. So there are some options but, as well. Um, I want to ask about the game. Like, um, how would you like, like, in what category would you place it? Is it like a laid back <laughs> kind of like experience that you're that you're going through and it's like, you know, relaxed yeah. or is it a little bit more art adventure. I'd say art adventure. It's uh, yeah. So, so you're 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 exploring, right? Uh, in the same way that you do in a lot of um, there's a lot of kind of flat games that I, I would compare it to. But it, it's just like you don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know the characters you're going to meet next. There's a lot of surprise in it as you're going. In terms of the mechanics, uh, in terms of what you're doing, it doesn't it doesn't lead you almost at all in terms of what you're supposed to do next. But the mechanics that the game has developed and the way you interact with various things in the world, I thought, was very smartly put together. Um, I got mm -hmm. to a stage of frustration in the game where then I abandoned it. Uh, and I learned that there there were ways to continue that I just, I, I spent, I suppose, what, half an hour or something in it. And I was kind of doing the same loop again and again. And there was way more content for me to explore, but I didn't get to that just yet. So um, I definitely want to go back because there's a load mm -hmm. of different like shows and stuff. But it does. It definitely feels like something... Uh, if you're into stage theater and stuff like that, that's what it feels like. Mm. A stage theater production. Did you um, did you meet any live actors? Because there's live actors in there sometimes. Ugh. How do I say this without spoiling anything? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I wonder how Spoiler. long that's going to go on for. Because it yeah. can't go on forever. Yes, it kind of can. Um, you have to play the game. <laughs> okay. Okay, 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 okay. There's, there's, a, yeah. The game does a lot of interesting Ooh. things. The other thing I just wanted to say, um, given I thought under presents, I, again, I can't say much detail of it. Was just how incredibly disappointed I was at the third episode of Vader Immortal. Um, I, I don't know what you guys <laughs> oh, thought God. about it, but you I go, God, you really want to go there? I, uh, I like, I didn't expect the game to descend so far. The mm. the amount of times they interrupt you as you're stepping through, like. Just stop bloody interrupting me. I was so irritated. Um, and the thing is, if they didn't have that stuff, and they did a bit of that in the second one, if they didn't have that stuff in there, it would, I mean, it, it looks well. The story's not terrible. It, it, it's a Star Wars thing. But the, what they do is so deplorable 
from a mm. from a VR game development perspective. <laughs> I want people to look at this on a pedestal and go, don't ever do this again, because that is bad. <laughs> it was the first time I've taken a big budget title and put in a void reward on it because it's you it's just so terrible and the fact that now they're they're giving this bundling it with the quest and that's the punchline you're leaving it on like the first episode was pretty decent and then the second one was like okay where's it going to go from here Mm. i was expecting us to go up but it went down man oh it's it's Mm. not only that um i i played it this week as well it felt very rushed like there yeah. was there was a different idea behind the last episode that just never came to life in any way. Mm-hmm. And there are moments where the dialogue kicks in and points you into a certain direction, but it just it's a dead end. Yeah. And it doesn't doesn't go it anywhere. It doesn't fulfill itself. Wise. Like it, it tells you it tingles. No, no, it's no. like, hey, guess what? Here's yeah, the yeah. carrot. And, and this it's, carrot, you're and gonna get to do this yeah, carrot. Yeah, and yeah, you never yeah, get yeah. to. You and never episode get to do one, that. episode two, build up to that, and then episode three. Just, just says like, oh, listen, we didn't have enough money or time, whatever, Ugh. so we rushed it, so you're not going to get it. And, um, and yeah, you know no. what it had? It had the same thing as the second Matrix. You know when Morpheus like broke down in tears or whatever, and it's like it just totally cut his balls off? They do that to Vader. And <laughs> F you guys, you should not do that. Like not, not for such a pinnacle yeah. of a VR experience with so much attention on it. And now it's mm-hmm. bundled. It's like... Why do they keep making this mistake? And I and I I think that Oculus are part to blame in this because it's like, why allow a creative story that's gonna disappoint to that extent be like a herald for your platform that you're then bundling yeah, with? But, yeah, but the thing oh. is, if you look at the reviews, they are all praising it into the heavens because for a lot of people, when there is a Star Wars label hanging yeah. onto it, it must be good. But not everything that is Star Wars is great. That's mm. not the but rule. We've seen, yeah, we've seen, we've seen plenty of PC games that are Star Wars titles that aren't good. This didn't feel like it was going that way. And in my opinion, it ended that way. And I wish it hadn't. Yeah, I wish yeah, they could just yeah. take that game and just recreate yeah. it or give it to a different studio to make because they don't understand Personally, VR. I didn't think it was that bad like oh God, I, I, I i thought it i thought the ending was kind of a bit disappointing a bit of, it was a bit anticlimactic um and i also do agree that the constant interruptions where like move to this point and you're going to be told a story now was annoying and and rowdy touched on that last week as well but i don't think it's like terrible taking 60 stormtroopers so you can flick them like, off when you can't even lightsaber them like, or do the things that you could do in the second game yeah, they've done so the, much the reason muck this up the reason why this was done is because this is indeed this is an intro experience for a lot of people yeah, yeah. and i i fully understand mm. that that you that you don't like it or that you because we want more and we're used to more but the the way that i see this title and i said that last in the last episode as well is that this is the kind of title that i put people in just to have a feel of like what virtual reality can do. Uh, no way would mm. I do. Uh, no way would I use this as the intro as an intro because it, the first episode. No, the thing is, episode, even in the second episode, episode yeah. right? Even in the second episode, you get taught throw your lightsaber, and then halfway through the second through the third game, you can't even do that. They mm, like literally they teach you skills I, and then I they take it away, and it's like what's the what's the game design point of doing that? Forcing you to not a game. use the, the the blaster that they implement, right? I mean, it's just like I don't, what? I don't understand no, the design choices. It's, it's, choice not a game, it's very I disappointing. I, I really don't see it as a game. I see it far more as like an experience, like that you try for like thirty minutes and that uh, that's. I it. wish I was just it's, watching it's it. Quite, I wish I, I wish there was no interaction then because they just interrupt you so many times. It's like it's the not first worth it. first episode was was like the price you paid for it was fine. The second one was meeting in the middle, but the third one is quite expensive for what you get 
Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if you bought the first one, you're not going to stop there. Then you're already, the yeah, yeah, so they know that and they can just let you pay for everything else. Yeah. It's just that the excuse of someone be- being Star Wars and having to be happy that it's in the industry, yeah. that that's that shouldn't be the, the baseline. It's weird, though. Yeah. There's two parts to the game, right? Because you've got the main story game, which for me went like high, medium, low. And then there's the dojo, which I think did the opposite. I think you went from kind of like, meh, yeah. to no, the right, pretty decent. Quite, to, yeah. The third dojo, dojo is pretty is great. good. It's the only yeah. saving grace of that title, in my opinion. <laughs> On last week's show, we kind of said that it would have been nice if all the three episodes were in together in one game. Uninterrupted? Yeah. One to the yeah. next? I think yeah. they should yeah. just patch and do that. Absolutely. If you own yeah. all three, you should be able to play them, like, mm-hmm. just straight through. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been a better experience. It would have been more cohesive, and then, like, the, you wouldn't have noticed the dip so much in the middle, maybe. Uh, I think you would have still been fairly disappointed at the so end. So, in, in your so opinion, do you think the middle is the weakest? For me, Yes. Yeah, I agree. Interesting. Mm. For me, it's the one was just really good. But like I said last time as well, it's because it's new. Mm. Uh, everything yeah. there was like the first time I see it's the first time you meet Darth Vader. Yeah, it's the first the time you get the elements handle, kick uh, in very... They don't even use the force in the first episode. So, yeah. no. but all of that was already new. And I think that the what they when they introduced the force in the second episode, there was literally nothing you could do with it oh. except for flick some rocks, <laughs> pick up um, rock, throw rock. Yeah, and, so, and the third one, at least, you, there's a little bit more interaction in regard to what you can do with the Force. Yeah. I, I think that's a, that's a good thing. You get your lightsaber back, uh, you know, you get to do some more stuff with that. Uh, you have blasters, you know, there's a little bit more stuff going on. So that is why, for me, I see the, the second one as the as the weak one in the three. Okay. Hmm. So just um, quickly going back to the underpresents, uh, could you, can you play it multiplayer? Because it is a multiplayer experience, <laughs> but can you choose to play with you, a specific friend? Is my question. I don't believe so. Like, like okay. I don't think you can isolate it to just you two. Yeah, so I think that was the plan. Because me and Nathan were maybe thinking of playing it together. You should, able, you should be able to get in together, but how? I I have not explored it enough. I don't. This, this I is something not. that no one tried, and then we figure it out, and it's actually a thing. Okay. I okay. don't think so, based on the options I've seen. Okay. Wow. So um, in terms of what I played this week, I've, I've had a super busy week, so I haven't played that much. Um, I've actually spent most of my week in Tiltbrush um, because uh, I'm currently working on like the final video for a, a VR 180 project, which is sort of partnered with VR Scout and YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was like a creator lab thing. Nathy went on it as well. Um, but I've been working on this final video, so I've been, I've been doing that in Tiltbrush. It's kind of an interesting video. It's like more about like my personal life, which is kind of strange for me to share like so much information, but that's that's coming soon. That's something completely different. But um, I did play one game and that was one of my favorite VR puzzle games, uh, but now it's just been ported over to the quest and that is uh, A Fisherman's Tale. Um, we've talked about this game like so many times on the show before, but if, you, if you've never seen uh, Fisherman's Tale or heard about it, it's, it's a really cool little game. It's a, it's a lovely little puzzle game. Got a quirky little story. Uh, it's very charming. It was kind of it's kind of narrated uh, really nicely to the player and has these kind of unique characters. Like you get you meet a, a talking crab and a fish, and it's just really nice, mm. like heartwarming. Um, it's also got this kind of mind bending puzzle mechanic that's I've not seen in any other VR game. In that you're kind of you you play in a world within a world within a world. Um, I think we kind of said it was like fisherman lighthouse inception when we first sort of saw it um so you play this fisherman in a lighthouse in that lighthouse is a little model lighthouse Mm. and then outside of the lighthouse that you're in is a bigger lighthouse it's like a dollhouse effect 
Exactly. It's weird how you yeah. can hand like mini mic. You know, big mic can hand mini mic. Yeah, that's the genius part. That, yeah. That's the it, only. The, yeah. the, the even crazier thing though is what what me and Zim actually tried is when you do this multiplayer. Remember that Zim? I do remember that. There is oh. also an arcade version of this, or is that the arcade version? That no, is the you, arcade you're... version. Oh, but that you... is, I mean, it's not the same game, but uh, it, that is an arcade <laughs> uh, version. Yeah. Oh right, so you played an arcade version of this? No. Oh, when you when you met Vertigo games, yeah. is that yes. right? Uh, uh, what was that game called? Um, I forgot the name. Corsair's Curse. Tried it. Oh, yeah, so this so, is something the, something cursed. It's Corsair's Curse. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And this is a concept or a game coming soon? Oh no, it's arcade only. This is an arcade title. Oh, it's really sad right. because the quality is of the same grade, I would say, as uh, Fisherman's Tale, and it had some kind of room escape elements. It was multiplayer. It had the scale thing, and the best part is at the beginning, you don't know that the scale thing is coming, and then it comes, and it's oh. like, why is Rowdy so big? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That game has. That's what she said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why? Why that game cannot be released to consumers again? I. I think there are more arcade sell. games that should be released to consumers. There's so that any VR titles feel like they should be. You know, I just I yeah. don't think it's like, it's like those art titles we were talking about before. It, mm -hmm. They're not being opened to the like the wider audience, and maybe that's yeah. part of the magic, right? But at the same time, I feel like spend some time, get it to allow you yeah. know the the mass of people, the unwashed, yeah. to play it, please. please. <laughs> the unwashed. So, I uh, I just got some fresh news okay. that. A game that Mike and I were featured in mm -hmm. has been, well, banned. Yeah, I heard not about canceled, formally but banned. Wow. it's going to disappear. Yeah, Slightly Heroes, oh, right? Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> I see it. And, gonna... Mary, and Mary Snowballs, too. It's from Head uh, Rabbit. Rabbit Games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're taking them both offline for That's some a shame. reason. That's a shame because I really, it's an obvious really enjoyed reason. playing with my own character. Maintenance cost of <laughs> multiplayer servers. <laughs> That's you, true. You, you changed your words really quickly there. I really enjoy playing with myself. Yeah, that's what that I wanted to game. say, but I, I, I you want to ask, sure, there you go. But but for 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 the go, it was like uh, a really fun little multiplayer shooter, you know? I like the, I like the fact that it was uh, 1v1 at the start. It was kind of the first 1v1. game that had a fun game loop, but... Really didn't pick up, so I'm not surprised they're canning it. It's it's a real shame, I think. Um, but going back to the Fisherman's Tale, um, obviously, you know, having played it before on the Rift, mm. now playing it on the Quest, it it's this exactly the same game. Everything looks great still. I was surprised actually. It doesn't really seem like much has been sacrificed in terms of the visual quality. So uh, I think it was a really yeah. a good little job from Inner Space yeah, VR yeah. and Vertigo Games on that one. You can sell your PC VR headsets. It's well, okay. I won't do that yet. No, not yet, yet. I love there these conversions, go. though, and I, I, I constantly see devs who are getting pressure to port their games to Quest, um, mm. and it's it's. <laughs> I love this. It's like the old multiplayer thing. Ah, just tick the box. Ah, just yeah. come on, put it on Quest. Zim, do you think it would work on the Go? I saw you converting Pistol Whip to Go. <laughs> so how would it work? Well, on... again, right, Pistol Whip needs only one of these. Audio <laughs> listeners, I am raising my right hand. Uh, so if you only that was the whole point was I was like, you know, when I saw Pistol Whip, I was like, oh, and so if you want to check that out, it's actually a fun little video. Um, but like the fact that so much worked uh, through virtual desktop to Pistol Whip running on PC on the Oculus Go, I don't think this would work because you really need two hands for some of the puzzles. Yeah, you, I don't think. Yeah, you do. But if there are there any other games that only require uh, don't answer this rowdy that require one hand. Uh, crisis, crisis Brigade. Oh no, you have to reload. So no. 
Well, that would already... Mini golf. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. Could you find a way to pipe... This is definitely not... Okay, I don't think this is technically possible. Pipe a game that's running on the Quest, somehow cast it to the PC, which then you do virtual desktop on a go and control oh. it that way. What's the, what's the point of this at this point exactly? I love those um, tests. You know that. But yeah, so right, let's jump into some news then because we've got some juicy news this week we need to get through uh, before Nathy, Nathy tells us all about VR days. So first bit of news is actually quite surprising. I was surprised about this. Uh, on Tuesday this week, Oculus announced via a blog post that Beat Games, the developers behind Beat Saber, are joining Oculus Studios. Uh, the, plo- the, the blog post goes on to say, Beat Games will join Oculus Studios as an independently operated studio in Prague, continuing to create new ways for people to experience music and VR gaming. Most importantly, what the community has come to love about Beat Saber will remain intact. Beat Games will continue to ship content up and updates for Beat Saber across all currently supported platforms, now with even more support from Facebook. But what about the mods? Well, um... Mods is obviously a big question, but that was also covered in the blog post where they say, we understand and appreciate the value that modding brings to Beat Saber when done so legally and within our policies. <laughs> We're going to do our best to preserve the value that mods bring to the Beat Saber player base. But as a reminder, our most recent policy updates give more clarity to how developer mode is intended to be used, such as helping developers build their apps or, mm. or for enthusiasts to explore new concepts. It is not intended for engaging in piracy or illicit modding, oh. including mods that infringe on third-party IP rights or contain malicious code. So that sounds like the music is just not going to happen. Well, obviously, this has already happened on the quest. We've seen this, uh, you know, uh, Beat On, yeah. uh, which was a side quest mod. You can get to... banned for it right now. I don't think so. Has anyone reported? No one... I've never seen reports of individual players being banned and it and it wasn't even beyond that were banned or stopped. It was because they didn't want to get into this future no. legal battle with Facebook, which is totally understandable. Makes sense. Um, but I think this is kind of interesting. And of, of course, it's, we don't know how this is going to affect mods on PC, but I think on PC, it's a different kettle of fish. Like, I don't think it's as easy to plug those holes mm. as it was potentially with the Quest. Yeah. Um, mm. But it is an interesting power play from Facebook. Um because we saw recently that Insomniac Games, uh, who made Stormland, were recently acquired by Sony. And I, I do really feel that that game suffered as a result of that acquisition. Like, mm. I think they had way more to give that were probably uh, uh, stopped. Um, but with Beat Saber being like VR's, you know, probably number one app, I think it's a really smart move from Oculus to acquire them now. Whether or not the community think yeah. it's a good idea or not, I think it's a smart business decision for I, them to do that. I, I love how much th- I, this news has dropped in the last like week and a half. I mean, we've got the Half-Life Alex stuff, which which split the gaming community between VR and non-VR holders. And then there's this, which is, I think, a very interesting kind of entrepreneurial move. Um, and like what you're saying there, I, you know, I actually am, although... I recognize the, you know, and I was, I was, I was just as anyone else when the DK, when I was thinking, hey, I'll buy a DK2, and I just heard, you know, Facebook bought them. I was like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I should not buy this headset, and then I ended up buying it. Um, I understand why people are concerned, um, but at the same time, I think it's a very wise move. Um, I think it's a huge it's, power play, and I love it, when it, I it, see these kinds of chess moves happen. And I think that. You know, again, where what are we going to see out of this? I imagine we're going to see Beat Saber bundled with Quest or something to that extent because we've talked yeah. about it before. How much sense it would make? 
Um, obviously, there was probably resistance from Beat Games themselves at let's let's rewind, you know, almost a calendar year, and and why Quest didn't come bundled with Beat Saber. I wouldn't be surprised if in six within six months we see Beat Saber bundled with Quest for free. Yeah, and I'm, I, also, I, I'm, I'm, I'm also I wouldn't be surprised if other companies wanted to buy them too. And I think there yeah. was a bidding war and going yeah, on. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, but this this is a sign of VR maturing, and we're gonna see this more and more. You know, I it's like what Epic Games did for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Sony is gonna buy more studios. Facebook yep. is now st- they already said they're gonna m- buy more studios. Yep. So um, yeah, it's, it's smart. Like personally, for for beat games specifically, I think it's a a very smart move from their perspective as well because yeah. Beat Saber is becoming more and more popular amongst people who don't know anything about VR, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing for us. But at the same time, they have a huge problem. And that problem is mods. Because Mm -hmm. at a certain point, the music industry will say, listen, Mm -hmm. we don't find this funny. Uh, This is is copyright infringement. And you guys are, you're not making the mods, but you're allowing those mods being played on on your game. And they're going to sue beat games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's Facebook. Now they're going to have to sue facebook so mm. i do think that's a, a very strong move from them yeah. to go and do it because if, there, if there's yeah. one company that i mean that has a lot of experience in lawsuits as well then it's facebook <laughs> right I, look, I, mean, Rowdy, I have to say i absolutely love this point you're making i love this point it's like we yeah, just but brought true. in the biggest legal shield ever <laughs> yeah but it's true though it, it i mean destroy, they, it could have uh, destroyed their entire company if someone started suing if, them if someone started suing them because yeah. you yeah. can say what you want but mods that allow um, yeah. for copyrighted music to be played in Beat Saber, it's just not right. Because mm-hmm. those those people who own that music yeah. are not getting compensated it's, for it's, that. It's like, li- it's like LimeWire and virtual reality. Exactly. Yeah. And that yeah. is that is a problem. And, and, and I think it's good that they're, of course, it's going to be, uh, the community is not going to like this because they want to play their own songs. But right. I think it's good for the future of Beat Saber that Facebook or Beat Games themselves are going to start doing something about this because this is an issue. Yeah, and this will be an issue for all of the other uh, games out there, and for uh, all the other music uh, music yeah. apps as well. Yeah. So, if there's something mm. consistent that comes out of that, I think it's a good thing. So yeah, I totally agree. For the chat, how much do you think Facebook paid mm. for Beat Games? Mm. That would Let be really know. interesting to see oh, what people God, think. But it's definitely it going more? to start at a million and then go higher and higher. Without without, without more. Um, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, like, although it says obviously in the blog post that they're going to mm. continue to ship updates for currently supported platforms. So that doesn't mean that it's going to support future platforms. So, you know, like PSVR 2, for example, like maybe it yeah. won't be on there. That's exactly what that wording means. But yeah. I, I don't think they only wanted to buy it just because of Beat Saber. I think they also want them to make more games for them because they saw that, uh, of course, Beat Saber has been a flagship for VR. Yeah, and I course. do think Facebook has high expectations of the whole team that they can nail something else similar like that. Mm. But also, if you think about it, they're, they're starting to build. And they did, they did say they're going to try and acquire more studios as well. But they're building their first party IPs now. Do you know what I mean? Now that they own that, they've got these first party games and IPs that they own. And if you think about it, exactly what Zim said, you know, with the branding, like they're going to do, they're definitely going to do a bundle in the future with Quest, with 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 Beat Saber or the next Quest, for example. You go into a store and you're a consumer, you see mm. all these bland boxes with just a headset on and you're like, okay, well, which one do I buy? You see this one with Beat Saber on the front of it and being a consumer that doesn't know anything about VR, you go, oh, that can play Beat Saber. That's the one I buy. Exactly, it's, 100%. It, it, it's, and at the same time, 100%. like you can say what you want about Facebook, but 
the thing that they've done so far, the thing that they've brought out, you know, the Oculus Quest, the Oculus Rift, you know, it's been it's been improving a lot, the virtual scene. So, uh, I mean, if there's one company, again, that can, like, pull it to the next level, it's going to be Facebook. Exactly. They have the expertise, they have the people, they have the, the money, they have pretty much everything almost in-house in order to push it to the next level. The best part is, about this is that thing. this is homegrown VR, built from the ground up, IP, right? That's getting the limelight in the top spot. It's not Virtual Powers United. It's not Star Wars. It's Beat Saber. (laughs) And like or, you know, dislike Beat Saber, although if you dislike Beat Saber, you're probably in the minority. Um, That's a beautiful image that you painted, Mike, with the boxes (laughs) on the shelves and Beat Saber slathered all over it. And I think it's it's an incredible move because it's becoming a household name. I think it's going to go further down that route. And yeah. if they if they manage to bundle it, maybe it's not going to be for free. They, it still allows them to heavily yeah. subsidize, yeah. Um, yeah. and that and makes it, it easy. So, so would you would you guys say that this is like because we're going to see more studios getting bought? Um, do you think this is this is a good thing for games? I think in the end it is. Maybe it doesn't feel like it for for other platforms, but Sony is going to react to this and be like, oh hey wait, so this is happening. So we're going to maybe for PlayStation Five plan this and that and that because. The portfolio that Sony has is huge, of course, compared to Facebook. Facebook is just kicking things off. But I do think we're going to see a little war going on with, oh, you have this game? You know what? We're going to have this game then. And yeah, for the gamer, I, I, that's that's maybe great news. I think, I think, like you say, some people will see this in a negative light. I personally, I think it's a great thing. And I think, you know, congratulations to Beat Games. I think, you know, they've done an amazing job over the years of... of of trying to push the boundaries and fighting mm. these legal battles themselves and trying to put these fires out themselves. But now that they're getting this backing from Facebook, yeah. it means that they can just concentrate on making amazing content. It's, it's, and it, it just, I, you know, I just think out of this, hopefully we just get more I, of what they're there giving There was a us. beautiful answer yeah. that Jerry said in chat to what they paid for this. He said, okay. a few hundred dollar bills. Uh, <laughs> that nice. was really good. Uh, Very nice. Uh, and... Just one one question for you guys uh, from the mm-hmm. law in chat. Do you think the Beat Saber hype will be sustainable? Like, think a year from now, uh, right? Is Beat think, Saber still uh, a so, thing? So I, it it has, like, players, right now. Right yeah. now, it's not the most hype thing anymore. It, it already calmed down for a couple of months. Uh, but it's it's a good, let's say, it's a classic in the VR industry, and that's why it works. It's, it's almost it like shows, Tetris. It's yeah. almost like Tetris yeah, on the that's game. That's how I see it as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, or if you yeah. want to compare it to a music game, like you know, yeah. Guitar Rock Hero, or like any of those kind of things, yeah. where, where like, because it sells the hardware, it sells the hardware. That's what it does. Platform to the hardware, it's it's it always makes sense that people when they buy that hardware, they buy that game as well because they've mm-hmm. seen it everywhere. More staying. Yeah. Okay, now more staying. Five years from now, will people will more people know Beat Saber or VR Chat? Well, now I think, I personally think Beat Saber, because they got purchased by Facebook, they're not going to sit on their asses and not do anything about it. They're going to keep on reinventing what they're doing now Mm. already. So within five years, we might be talking about a different kind of Beat Saber than the kind of Beat Saber. I mean, still Beat Saber, but there's going to be something different. And if you think about it, we haven't even had a proper multiplayer Beat Saber yet. Like when you're actually playing opposite someone or side by side someone i think that's really going to change the game and take it to another level so uh, i'm super excited about this announcement i think it's great news for beat games and i think it's a smart move from oculus so excited to see where this goes in the future yes yep so talking about uh top vr games now you can vote for your favorite vr games from steam uh for the steam awards uh 2019 
Uh, the voting is now open and runs up until Tuesday the 3rd of December. All you need to do is log into your Steam account. You'll see it on the front page, the Steam Awards, and then it gives you a little sort of uh, category list and you can just vote for your favourite games, not just VR games, but just games in general. But it does have a specific VR category and this gives you the great opportunity to show your appreciation and support to all those VR developers out there who are currently paving the way for the future of VR. So yeah. um, I think it's I, a really nice thing to do. I do think if you uh, if you win as a developer, you do get featured on Steam more you do. as well. Yeah. I think yeah. they even make a bundle of like, oh, this is one of the... Exactly. Yeah, you get put into the limelight, which is great for a VR developer, especially when you're hit, oh, you're yeah. in amongst like other great, games that are going to be voted for this year as well like jedi it needs Star to be Wars released this else. year exactly so, right yeah so i was going to put it out there to the chat and you guys as well um what game would you vote for in the steam awards for the vr category that came out this year i find this award so frustrating though because like you can't vote for a playstation game you can't vote for a game that's been <clears throat> patched this year you can't vote for um something that's on the oculus real estate either so it's like there's it's a really tainted view of vr game of the year award but in well, the it's a steam vr game of the year award. it is a yeah. steam vr game of the year award. but still i mean there isn't another i mean am i wrong is there another is there a sony one of these is there a an oculus one of these uh the game awards has a show for all the vr platforms but yeah. it's still of course the most famous ones that were in the spotlight but that's all I know in terms of like every platform so mm-hmm. given we're in that little ring fence run what were you asking mike what would be the game that you vote for in the VR category, 2019? Yeah. Um, Shall I start? Just, yeah. Don't don't, you go don't ahead. say anything. You can go ahead. Well, yeah, go on. Okay. Mike first. Uh, so I would probably choose either Pistol Whip. Oh, either. Hang on. Hang on. You gotta t- you gotta pick one. No, this is not yeah, a I, I choose two. Okay. 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 I okay, choose okay, two. Okay. Pikachu. No. Okay. I'll choose one. I would then choose the Aperture Hand Lab experience. Wow. Which was from Cloudhead Games. Nice. Because it's free uh, and because it does give you that amazing feeling when you're using the index controllers for the first time and seeing your fingers move individually. It's even more specific. I've literally... (laughs) Yeah. uh, Wait, is this the one where you have the the robot... Portal. The portal guy and then... Yeah, I've played it. The, 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 you do like rock, paper, scissor with them. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Because, it's good. Because that's the only thing that came out on Steam, basically. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. it's in terms of like Valve Index stuff. Yeah, exactly. For me, so that would yeah. so, be my choice. Yeah, great choice. Surprising choice, but uh, I like that. Um, I I was thinking through this, and I had three runners up and a, and a final. So I, I obviously your runner up was Pistol Whip, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So one of my runners up is Pistol Whip. The other two are. <clears throat> Whoa, 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 whoa. Pick one, like, I, yeah, no one. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to mention these because I thought that they were worth mentioning even though Honorable they're not going to get the award. Yeah. So okay. uh, No Man's Sky would have taken it if it was released this year, but because the patch doesn't allow it to, then that would have yeah, been released mine. this year. Yeah. Um, Gadgeteer, for what it, it just was such a surprise to me, and I, I really enjoy, enjoyed it. But even though what happened to you? Even with what, what happened to me. I thought no. it was such a compelling, out-of-the-blue VR experience. <laughs> Pistol yeah. Whip was the other one. So those are the three... Uh, wait, wait a minute. You had to go at me for choosing yeah, two. He's like, yeah, you're like, really dragging this out. Two. When are we getting there? Akron is mine. Akron. Ac- I really Ooh. like Akron because I, when I look at a VR Game of the Year award, I ask myself, how many times have you revisited a title? How much mm. fun have you had? And I mean, like, gleeful, laughing, belly-laughing fun. 
And Akron is the one from Resolution Games, which is a multiplayer game where the VR player gets to be a big old tree who's protecting your nuts, and you know how much I love protecting my nuts? And then squirrels try and come and steal your nuts. And it's multiplayer, <laughs> uh, and it, it's just, it's a, it's a lovely experience. Works great. It's very easy for lots of people to have fun for not a lot of money. Um, so Akron takes That's a really good choice. Yeah. It's a really good choice. Okay. What about you for then, me, I mean, uh, my 10 runner-ups are... Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> 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 no, um, I think the only fair one for me to say is a pistol whip. I, I wait, know wait, 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 already wait, highlighted wait, wait, it. Wait, wait, it's not Pavlov? You played that game oh, like... Oh, was it released this, this year? It released this year. Oh, yeah. Two years ago, oh, exactly. that, oh, you, oh, you mean Prison Boss VR? Oh, no, wait. We're all just waiting to jump down problem. each other's throats. I see that in this exactly, episode. like, chill out, like... <laughs> you can tell okay. it's the holidays. Uh, I, I, was, I was first going to say Vertigo 2. Uh, yeah, same. Because it's still a demo. It won't take it. It won't take it. I won't also choose it because I don't find it fair. Like, it's it's a demo... Although it's great, no. I still think that Pistol Whip deserves it. I wrote, I actually yeah. initially, Vertigo 2 was on my list because, and I tried, and then they're like, no, you can't. But, okay. Okay. A good choice. Sorry. Yeah, good choice. Sorry that I uh, jumped down your throat there. Uh, Nathie, go on. What's yours? <laughs> okay, so my list of uh, nominees is, uh, can I just say the silliest game of this year and the best, like the, the Steam Award game? Can I just say that? Sure. Like, like the rules are so out the window me, at this if point. There was, so if there was, okay, so if there was an award for weirdest VR game sure. of this year, I would say Mosh Pit VR Simulator. <laughs> Good okay. choice. Weird. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's not, so, sadly, it's, it's, it's not going to get close to those, like, let's say, pistol whips because people will not understand. <laughs> okay. And also the judges will be like, hmm. People I don't, don't know. understand the art. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you. Okay. So, for me, it would be... I, I could say Pistol Whip, but I, I still feel like it just came out and it still has to kind of... I, I kind of want to see where it goes. So, for me, mm -hmm. it, it's not the best game yet. I'm not trying to apologize to Cloud. Actually, I am. Actually, I am. He's apologizing to Cloud. No, I am. I am. Are you sure about your answer? I don't want them to be angry. <laughs> No, okay, I'm, I'm going to say Vacation Simulator by Alchemy Labs. Oh, good choice. Oh, interesting. Good choice. Mm. Yeah, nice choice. What about the chat? What are they saying? So Someone says uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Was that this year? Was it last year? I, think I, year. Know, oh, I have no idea now. I think mm. maybe it might just be this year. Yeah, see, see, um, the thing is, Some, like, Blood and Truth can't go for this. Because no. that was another one that I was like... Vanishing Realms DLC because of... It's my personal Zelda VR. I don't see anything in chat so far. Until You Fall, Dance Collider. Until You Fall is good. It's, it's a shame that that game came out at such a close time to uh, Asgard's Wrath. Uh, Hellblade's Ooh, VR Awakening. support came out this year? Or was that last, uh, it's a that mod, was last year? It's a, it's, it's a mod. What do you mean it's yeah, a mod? So, so it's still VR. Oh. But that's like saying No Man's you Sky as well. Yeah, you oh, you mean it's a patch. Right. Yeah, it's a patch. Okay, that's true. Okay, yeah. interesting okay, cool. choices. Yeah, very, very cool. So, yeah, go and cast your vote over at uh, Steam. Like I say, you've got until the 3rd of December to cast your vote. And do, Next because up. it supports in, it supports devs. I almost yes. said indie devs. You can support AAAs <laughs> as well. It's all right. And Gabe yeah. Newell likes it when you click buttons on Steam. Exactly, exactly. Um, right, next bit of news. This is the one you've all been waiting for. This one? We've, oh. had, chick we've had chickens in VR. Now, this is going to sound utterly ridiculous is it? but now <laughs> now now cows are using virtual reality too. Did the chicken oh, was did, fake news did everyone hear that uh, that uh, that pun that mike just made 
utterly ridiculous. Because I don't think so. Utterly yeah. ridiculous. There's many more to come as well. Oh, wow. Just, oh, just warning you. A farm in Moscow, Russia, are testing especially spe- <laughs> spe- made VR headsets on cows. Now, apparently, happy cows produce more milk, which means for produce and money, for farmers, you know, this is what they want. They want yeah. more milk. Yeah. Different countries across the world, I've been doing my research into this, different countries across the world have different methods to make the cows happy, mm. such as brushes that give them a nice little massage, <laughs> makes them really happy. They also even go as t- so far as to broadcast classical music to kill, keep the milk flowing. But is the Russians... This, real? this is real. The Russians, taking it to another level, bless the Russians, the developers of this concept, this VR cows concept, in cooperation with veterinarians and consultants, have adapted a human VR headset to fit a cow. So maybe this would fit ET as well, solving the problem we talked about earlier. Ah, nice, yeah. Um, and they made an experience that is kind of based on cows' unique vision because they only see certain color spectrums. They've created a summer field simulation VR experience for them. I, make, I'm having a happy. very hard time believing any of this. I I, I don't believe uh, it. You know that last time when it. Mike started talking about chickens wearing VR headsets, he was st- letting us believe it for a few weeks, and then he told us it was fake. <laughs> yeah. That was true. That was a troll. Well, I'm, I'm loving the the puns in the chat though. Like uh, they must be using the move controllers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it must be so emusive. Oculus Rift. Uh, but apparently, during the initial testing, cow experts, there are cow experts out there, recorded a decrease in anxiety and an increase in the overall emotional mood of the herd. Wait, the wait, in- wait, 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 wait. What did they measure? How happy they were with the milk that they produced. <laughs> Can I just... What kind of video are you playing with this? <laughs> I, don't believe, I don't believe a word of this. A cow experts <laughs> determined how happy the cows were. Like, I, I'm having some serious questions about those kind of scientists. You, you can't argue with the cow experts, Rowdy. That's just, they're experts in their field. We're becoming the a field. fake news show. They're, they're experts in the cow field. Yeah. Anyway, oh, the, apparently oh, the impact the impact of using VR on the milk production of cows will be shown by a further comprehensive study. So there will be more. <laughs> this is just the beginning. Like maybe you should be a part of this, Rowdy. Like with your with your science. This is background. nonsense. <laughs> I don't believe a word of this. You could be a pioneer. You could set a name for yourself. <laughs> this is the best science there is, Rowdy. Come on. It is. Doctor of cows. Ground groundbreaking oh, science. <laughs> and this video is then also part of the research. <laughs> my, 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 my science senses are tingling. <laughs> my no science idea. senses are tingling right now. Yeah. <laughs> it gets you excited. Is that what is that what it is? Yeah. So, um, although, they, like, in, in all seriousness, like, so this is kind of funny, like, cow wearing VR headsets, I think it's hilarious. But what is kind of interesting is if you think about, like, the long-term future, like, we have an issue with, like, mass farming. And, like, we know mm. that, that conditions with these animals in these, like, mass farming, whether it be chickens, cows, whatever, is kind of bad. So even if, like, th- this is kind of like a test right now, but if something like this could make animals happier <laughs> in the future that are stuck in these conditions, then I'm kind of all down for yeah. it. But I think... But the, I think the, the big problem with that is is assuming that their level of happiness is based on the idea that what we have what will be good for a cow. Mm-hmm. We don't know of a sunny, grassy field. It could be the food that they're taking that makes them happy. Like, 
I don't know, Mike. Cow it experts, like, Rowdy. You can't, you can't argue with them. Right. Well, this, this so, means that, that uh, Facebook and Sony can, can sell more headsets in the end. They, they and we have... Them. Maybe this is what VR uh, is going to look like when it goes mainstream. Maybe this is yeah. the mass adoption. It's not us that need cows. VR, but it's, it's cows. cows. Wow. <laughs> but we, we have Kevin Brook in the chat <laughs> saying, rather than buy every cow a VR headset, wouldn't it be cheaper to just put them in a real field? That's probably true. He makes a very good point. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but this is a nice way for those companies to make money. Let's, let's yeah. be honest. But I think what they were saying, like in, in Russia, like <laughs> suburban Russia, they didn't have the space to have all these cows. But then you should argue, well, maybe they shouldn't have a farm in the first place. So, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> This is actually but. a terribly, terribly so it is real topic. So if you think about yeah. the actual ramifications yeah. of this, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But I think you know, like, it, it, if something like this in the future, even though I don't think it's very practical or that it's commercially viable for any farm to do this, I would, I would kind of support it in that sense. But, but I don't but, think realistically this look, will be a thing in the future. But, um, no, no, no. Like, I think realistically it is a thing, and I think the problem is oh, you that think it is? this is. So the the point is right. Take a bunch of worker cows right and you're strapping headsets to them just change that one notch cow human right bunch of worker humans who are in a depressing situation who we're going to have vr headsets on so that ah, let's pretend you're not in a terrible spot let's pretend you're not somewhere else next they're just going to be doing this with jails they're going to be like let's reduce the size and scale of our jails and our prison system um, and instead of mm. having big jails that are nice and you know comfortable for the inmates, let's cut those into nine pieces, like little thing, and and then each one you can have a cage with the person just standing there with a the VR headset on. Yeah, D- didn't they have that in like Ready Player One in the IOI uh, yeah. boost? They were doing yeah, yeah. like work and they were kind of yeah, stuck in these little cells. That's, that's where yeah. we're going. Like this is uh, anyway. But yeah. um, just just on a serious note though, like what are the specs? <laughs> I have no idea. They didn't share. What do you details. think? What do you think they maybe like like Pimax kind of like wide field of view because that I would think cows sense. would yeah like they've that. got they've got like uh, IPD like ETs standalone or? is it standalone? It looked like can it you was also play uh, revive titles? Yeah, <laughs> Beat Saber gets a boost. It's funny because um, v- VR Dizzy did a little image that Beat Saber shared, oh, oh, and it was Dizzy. basically it was basically all these cow names that have logged all the high scores in Beat Saber. <laughs> <laughs> After this, like goes like you know you know VR Dizzy when they made this article about me uh, being stuck with my Pimax on my head and uh, yeah. they had to save me. Yes, I did. I did. I did read that. <laughs> so uh, I won't milk this uh. anymore, and I will just move on. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is way too good. We got we yeah. got some a couple more topics. God, like let's get through you, this right. You know that before we go on, you know that Mike was like, "Hey, nineteen eighty, yeah, you know, the cow needs to be in the thumbnail. It's gonna be amazing." It needed to be in the thumbnail. It there did. Yeah. yeah, Mike was. I totally, believe this it. was Mike. This was Mike's moment. So yeah. thank you. You're welcome. Right. Next bit of news this week comes from Phil Spencer from Xbox. Oh God. Okay. Whereby he made clear that VR isn't going to be a part of the upcoming new Xbox console codenamed Project Scarlet. Now, in a recent interview with website Stevia, uh, Phil stated, I have some issues with VR, 
It's isolating, and I think of games as a communal kind of together experience. We're responding to what our customers are asking for, and nobody is asking for VR. Oh, what's that? Have tried for <laughs> yeah. Like so, the, 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 this is a, it's ten times wait, as wait, more wait. social as it is with uh, with playing it on the two D screen. Wait, wait. So the, what the, what the people want, but they have almost no users. <laughs> well, well, this is the thing, Lily. It causes stir, and rightly so, because I think what he is saying is oh, kind yeah. of like misinformed a little bit. Well, a you're, big bit. You're so fact. English, Mike. You're so English saying that. <laughs> so <laughs> to the polite. point, though. To the point, though. Like even even Shuhai Yoshida, president of Worldwide Studios at Sony Interactive, yeah. responded yes. to this in a tweet, and this is brilliant. He said, we often work hard to make things that no customers are asking for. <laughs> That's a really good point. This is a really good point. Because well, you know, so you're saying you're just saying no, no, no. that Shuhai needs to teach him a lesson <laughs> in a way. What I'm saying is like the best innovators in tech in general oh, yeah. are always making things that we don't know that we want. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, that's and a very that's, smart that's, statement. That's, yeah, exactly. Like if you look at the iPhone, no one wanted a touchscreen mobile phone. Look how that they revolutionized. Yeah, you remember the, the Nokia? Phone they did this yeah. entire interview about like the the iPhone and like they were laughing at it uh, like was was ridiculously expensive and nobody was going to pay that amount of money for an iPhone. <laughs> exactly. Look at them now. Although Zim defected. Good times. Um, but um, I think uh, I, I think I get I guess the reason behind this. And I think I understand why is because the Xbox have been burned in the past. Right, they produced yeah. the Kinect sensor, right, and there was going to be this huge thing that was going to revolutionise gaming. It's going to be a new way of interacting with video games, and it was a disaster in that sense. Like they mm. they tried to force it upon customers Financial with disaster, yeah, with bundling it with every console. No one really wanted it, so I guess they kind of are wary now, more wary now than they probably were before because they lost a lot of money through that Kinect adventure. But I think I, I do think that you know VR's moved far beyond the point where it could ever be considered as a gimmick anymore, mm-hmm. and I feel that Xbox will probably be left out or left in the dust with with Sony and Oculus pushing forward and, and and driving the charge. I think if they don't start really sort of looking at it seriously, they're going to be left behind in the future. It could kill them long term, like potentially if, if if you miss a large enough segment of your market, um, mm. even if you're a large player, you can die as a result of not keeping pace. Look at Blackberry, as an example, mm. right? I yeah, mean, that's a great point. So th- they're Microsoft. This is a major threat to them, and I think they need to take it seriously. And they're not. Well, it's it's but, for Zim is saying the gaming side could die yeah. of Microsoft, like yeah. Microsoft itself. I, I still want to have Windows. Right. Sorry, <clears throat> Xbox. Sorry for saying, right? But. Like I mean, I'm <laughs> yeah. not I'm not talking Xbox, all Microsoft. Yeah. VR is not big enough probably for that. But well, actually, kind of, sorry, let me take that back a step. Uh, Microsoft's mm. primary product is what Windows, yeah. right? Windows, an operating system. I like Windows. Who's who's making operating systems for VR? At some point, you're not going to need a personal computer anymore. Like, who's making point. operating systems for mobile phones at the moment? Right, all the major mo- Microsoft mobile phone is doing so much. Uh, the majority of their profits are coming from patents. I even believe not from their operating system anymore. Yeah, no. I, I'd be very interested in. I haven't looked at their balance sheet in a while, so yeah. I need to. But the, 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 this is kind of interesting because this is really ironic because in the very same week that this all hits the news and people are talking about that. The lead developer from the team at Microsoft producing the Microsoft Flight Simulator 2019 yeah. 
said, there was a lot of people making that exact assumption that this better be supporting VR right from the get-go. We will try our darndest to make it happen. Yeah, but it's so, just communication, like, yeah. zero. Yeah, so you got Phil on one hand saying, no one's asking for VR, yeah. and then this dev from the Microsoft <laughs> Flight Simulator team saying that everyone's asking for VR, yeah, and we're going to make it our priority. So it's just kind of like... It feels like the, the frontman of the gaming scene, so he should or say VR, you know, best thing ever or not. But hey, Phil, after March 2020, you can come at my house and you can try some VR. I, The thing is, like, it, I wish Microsoft, because Microsoft generally, I would say, is a, is a company that has done pioneering of engineering feats very well. Uh, but they do, like, something great, and then they, they do a couple of mock-ups, and they do another something great, and that's just generally what Microsoft has been for the last 30 years. And, like, Kinect was... I remember when Kinect came out, I played it at a friend's house, and immediately... I was not a console gamer, by the way, at this stage. I immediately, the day after, my wife and I went, we picked up Kinect, and we played Dance Central all day the next mm -hmm. day. I mean, it is something that I loved. I loved Kinect. Um, Mike was saying that it was, like, financially a pit because what they did was they chose which was a ballsy move to do uh they chose to bundle it with uh their next system and mm -hmm. uh it didn't do well in the end they had to after what four or five months they had to cut it out of That's the right. core package to reduce the price and actually even today we still see that drawback or that lag against you know ps4 um, in mm -hmm. terms of them versus the market. So even if they were toe-to-toe -to -toe with Sony from a uh, software positioning and, and their platform, Connect was one of the reasons that held the platform back. So yeah, uh, but yeah, people still use I, it, though, because <laughs> they use yeah. it for um, no green screen, you know, VR uh, sorry, yeah, background yeah. elimination for mixed reality stuff. And, but, but, uh, but I, I but feel like I, the I, Xbox... I think, I think what he actually meant was more in the lines of that, you know, considering the user base they have... Yeah that there is, you know, the market share that would be playing virtual reality would be almost non-significant for them. The user base is very small nowadays. But, but sure, but this is, but like, how, how do you push forward with any sort of new technology then? Yeah, that, but if you made so, if you lost thing, so much right? money, is, is yeah. it, are you incapable of doing that? At I, that I moment? think also because potentially their Microsoft Windows Mixed Reality headset line didn't particularly do that well, but they are, you know, pushing forward in AR, as we know with the HoloLens too, so, and I think that is a, a decent product by the looks of things and mm. what people are saying about that, they're especially in the business sense. Yeah, they're still in the yeah. game, which is... Good. It's just a shame. It's just a shame because I think, like, ultimately, I think next year is going to be a big year for VR. And if they, if if Scarlet isn't compatible or is there's no way of making it compatible in the future, then yeah. they're stuck in a hardware like, rut with this yeah. console that can't do even, what people yeah. are even asking Nintendo for. Exactly. Of all consoles, they are yeah. even jumping into VR. Yeah, even cows. So there you go, Phil. And cows, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it is a shame because, like, shame. Microsoft have some amazing IPs. You know, they've got Halo, Forza, Gears of War. Like, imagine a Gears of War game in VR. That'd be mm. so epic. Tasty. Having that chain, chainsaw lancer and cutting up some locusts, that would be so badass. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Phil needs to get with the times. That's uh, my final say on that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor I, Phil. I have, okay. He's had a flogging. I, I have spoken, as uh, he says in The Mandalorian. I have spoken. Final bit of news this mm. week is this about one? the Valve Index. Uh, so obviously last week on the show, we covered Half-Life Alex. I can't believe Zim wasn't here to to be part of that. We, yeah. we did miss you. We did miss you for that. Sometimes, sometimes you got to make a, a, a family decision. So, you know. I understand. Yeah. Um, of course, it was huge news for VR. The whole VR industry is like super hyped about it. And it seems to have converted more than just a few naysayers as well. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, but since the Half-Life Alex announcement, the Index headset, controllers, 
and headset and controller bundles uh, have been featured in like the top seller lists on Steam, and they've also sold out in the US and Canada, uh, which is really cool to hear. Like, you know, I think it's great. Mm. Uh, the full kit, uh, including the base stations, is still available. However, if you order one now, it won't be arriving till Christmas or just after. So mm. if you wanted an index and- for the holidays get in there very quickly and the base stations are also still uh, if you only want to buy base stations <laughs> then oh, there you go good. okay um, although um, it, it's like i don't want to i don't want to kill the hype here but canada um is now able to buy the index for the first time ever it wasn't even available there so uh, mm-hmm. it not only have life impacted the sales but also the fact it was people are waiting for it, it the to first happen. time i yeah. do un- i do understand that, that australia still can't buy them yeah true uh, which is a real shame yeah um, I know that Josh had to like import one from the States, I think. It's, it's um, a really interesting thing, though, with Canada in terms of um, being able to buy or not buy and import goods from the U.S. Like that, of all the disadvantages to living in Canada, that's probably one of them. Canada, mm. for some reason, is, is, is not generally on the lists of we will ship to. Um, and it's like it, next and this, door. This, this covers a lot of different a lot of different pieces of hardware. Many uh, VR headsets have launched and not been available there. Or, similar to like Portugal, they seem to be on a similar kind of pull. Wow. Yeah, whereas Brazil a lot of European worse, countries yeah. will get it before Canada would. You know. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, but you're lucky though if you do live in the UK or Europe, the individual components and the bundles are still in stock. Yep. Although, yeah. We don't know how long those stocks are going to last. But I think it's great. It shows a nice little boost in sales since the announcement. But I still think that most people are going to be holding off until the reviews and the gameplay videos drop before they start investing in a headset yeah. like the Index. I think a lot of people, I think what, what happened the most is that people just bought a copy of Half of Alex and they're like, we'll see. We'll see what I'm going to do with that copy. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it'll be it's going to be really interesting to see what happens after the game launches and if it is the phenomenal success that most people are tipping it out to be mm. and it's then then it's going to completely change the landscape of vr once again so mm-hmm. it's going to be really yeah. exciting to see what happens in the future yes um but are you are you sort of more tempted now zim and rowdy because i think you don't index. indexes yeah no no uh, no no I, I've, I've i mean to be honest it's going to be supported enough on other headsets that it is. Yeah. The, the, the problem is not the index for me. The problem is the drag-in cost of upgrading the PC. And mm. for someone who's considering an international move with seven living things, it's not a smart idea for me to go drop money I, I, I can't afford. So at the moment, it's just, yeah. you know, I love the headset. I really do like the index, and I think the people who have the money for it, and I mean the system plus the games you play plus the headset, right? you got to have the whole set. I don't want If you have an underspec PC and you get an index... <laughs> You're stuck yeah. in for an me, awful the, place. For me, it's the opposite. Uh, my, my, I think my PC is uh, enough spec for it, but uh, it's just the the uh, quality difference and the price difference uh, compared to the the headset that I'm using now, the Oculus Rift S. It's not for me worth investing. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, I've seen how the integration worked in Vertigo Two, and I was actually very impressed with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Save for like the the exact finger tracking, I could mm-hmm. still like track mm-hmm. like these fingers together, my this finger and this finger all separately. Exactly. So yeah. For me, that's at this point enough up until they maybe if the next generation with a, you know, a bigger difference in, in quality or, you know, yeah. really yeah. revolutionary something, that would be a reason for me to invest. But at this point, I don't really feel Yeah, I do understand, so. you know, like I did have a bit of buyer's remorse um, because I was hoping that they were going to announce a big game with the headset. 
had they had they announced Half Life Alex with the headset, I think it would have mm. been a different story. Um, mm. But now I feel like you know I'm I'm happy that I've invested in it, and you know I'm going to have this game yeah. to play in the future as well. But like like you said, you guys said, and it's a very good point. You don't have to have the index to have a great experience with Half Life Alex mm. when it comes out. You know you can play it on other headsets, yeah. and you know although you're missing out on that precise individual finger tracking yeah. ultimately the experience isn't going to change so no, you're not going to get more immersed than someone else no it's just a, it's, it's a nice to but have, if you're a fanboy and you love half-life alex that you want to sell your firstborn then yeah i totally get it yep then you need to go to jail <laughs> you probably do need <laughs> first to go. but you have three probably. months to sit in jail and then it comes out so you still have some yeah time. and it takes nine months to make a baby so that doesn't work that's true but if you already have one then you can sell it right Wow. Okay. So that is the different uh, levels of uh, expectations. Happy I see, Christmas. Yeah. yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas, everyone. <laughs> I, w- I was all down for selling a kidney, but I don't know if I would go so far as to sell a child. You sure? <laughs> when everyone is playing it, are you then yeah. still sure you don't want to do it? I, w- I would rather give an organ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but that is the news. So let's pass it over to Zim then for the releases. Super excited about the releases this week. <laughs> you right. sound Are you? so disappointed. Are you, Mike? All right, we'll cover some releases. So um, before we dip in, I'll, I'll make one comment, which is I didn't disappear off last week's show because I didn't want to talk about VR, Alex. I was home in Ireland. I don't know what you guys said. I haven't watched the last show yet, but um, uh, yeah, I was I was very excited for Alex's news and um, can't wait to see what Valve does about it. But most excited, I think, at, at the end when they popped the G-Man. I was like, yeah, baby. So that was good. Anyway, N- releases. Nathan made a cameo. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, yeah, yeah, it looks a lot like the G Man. This is like, like they're, they're slowly. Uh, we saw that. <laughs> they're, they're slowly, they're slowly showing us how Nathan ages over time. Then, yeah, that podcast is demonetized now. Nathan, thank you very much. Yeah. It was very small. Sorry, it was very small. It's not kid friendly. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So, uh, first, my podcast. <laughs> this game is uh, the first game of this week, and I've got four to mention. So. Um, First game is one that some of us have played. Uh, it came out a long time ago. It was called Battle Dome, and Battle Dome has been re-released, um, which I found kind of surprising. So Battle Dome Redux, which is available for PC VR headsets, has been released for seven pounds twenty. Uh, it's only four quid if you own the original one, so they've, the dev is giving a break for that. This is a uh, Splatoon-like dynamic first-person shooter, which is a 5v5 combat like the original one. And for those audio listeners, you're in a very uh, low-poly Tron-like world where you have a simple mechanic of guns and painting guns. And the painting guns are used to paint tiles on the floor, and those are the tiles that then you can teleport yourself over to, um, and then this kind of restricts your motion. So it's a push and pull back and forth until your team, well, one of the teams, uh, takes over enough tiles to push down one side, and kind of that's it played this originally. This is one of the first really good, like, multiplayer VR games I remember, which launched on Steam. It was a big deal for about two months, and then it became a ghost town. So the re-release, I think, doesn't have enough probably in it to really excite me, but I because it's an oldie and a goodie, uh, I wanted to kind of support Bad Bird by mentioning their game, mm. given this had come out. Bit of a surprise to me. Nathan, you played this one? 
before? I no, but I, I do know it. I just wonder why to re-release it. Is it because they just hope that they can maybe yeah. make another start with it again and hope that there is a player base this time? Yeah, I think so. And and to be honest, from everything I've seen of the game, uh, it doesn't fix the core game design. I think they're just resetting, basically. It looks to me that they've repackaged the original game. They're pushing it again under a new mm. name to see if they can hook again before moving on to something else. Um, what I want from this game, in terms of its game design, and if any other devs are like, hey, we could clone that, Please do. Um, remove the teleport function because it was the first game that I felt really gave great paintball vibes before Rec Room came along with an actual paintball game. Um, but had that great, like, again, that kind of Splatoon type like, paint the arena um, mechanic, which was really good. The thing that wasn't good was when you teleported forward and someone teleported behind you, like, they should keep it. If anyone's mm. played in person paintball in real life, Having that kind of push and pull of, you know, physically walking that direction or, I suppose, slide or, or glide uh, would work really well, I feel, in a VR title. But, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid this isn't bringing what I, I hoped it would. But that's uh, Battledome. Mike or it's Rowdy, fun, you guys though. played the original? I played no. it. Yeah? No. Yeah. Like it? What did you think of the original? I, I think it's a very cool concept. It's very, like, high energy uh, frustrating but fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um yeah, I think it's I think it's a great title, but uh, I do like the suggestion you made of like the uh, the regular locomotion. A good point. Yeah, I think I think that's an important aspect is the thing. So, okay, cool. On to the next title. Uh, so this one is one that nobody expected, and is inspired by a uh, classic. Um, oriental card game. <coughs> um, okay, so if you're a fan of Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon, the card game not the, uh, the comic, then this game is Riori. Um, and I like, <laughs> this is a free game PC VR. Uh, so this is the kind of early access thing where he's just, uh, the dev is just testing out some, um, uh, testing out some mechanics uh, by, this is by Get Out Games. It was launched on the 27th of November. Um, so you battle to claim the title of King of Kings uh, in this turn-based single and multiplayer strategy card game. Um, so you get a starter deck, which is 40 cards, has 14 monsters in it, 10 spells, and a trap card. Don't ask me what a trap card is. Someone more into CCGs than me will, will know what that is. With, a, with plans then in a year's time to expand to 25 different unique monsters. There's some kind of like interactivity within the, uh, within the title in terms of um, the monsters that you spawn. And so they appear uh, ahead of you in, in, in kind of full... Uh, full VR 3D, and, and that's pretty neat. I've seen a couple of titles try to tackle this, and I think there's still a kind of a desire for card games to be transmutated into something that's a bit more uh, in-person. I think that, that game is coming. I don't think this one's necessarily it, but it's nice mm -hmm. to see another indie push and, and, and try to do that. The trouble is, as we've seen with other similar titles, um, the animation cost is enormous. So if you're a single indie dev, you're like, I'd love to do this, but then you go and you start, um, uh, you start, you know, dropping your your ideas into code, and then you mm. see the limitations before long um, when you're trying to see that come to life. And that's that's been the real problem that I've mm -hmm. seen with these kinds you, of games. For me, these are the kind of games that I would. Like one of the few ones that I would rather see in an augmented reality rather than a virtual reality. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Although saying that, like, you know, a game like Hearthstone, 
uh, you know, if Blizzard did it with all their production mm. value and, and you were throwing a card out and then saw it play out in front of you, I think that would be like an incredible experience. But I just think, like someone else mentioned in the chat, this looks yeah. a little bit basic. And even uh, Steve XM in the chat said that Keyforge uh, on Tabletop Simulator is fantastic. So yeah. a man after your own heart, Zim. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and there aren't, there aren't that many yet CCGs that do well in VR, and that's probably one of the only ones. Uh, so anyway, that was uh, Riori, which caught my eye because I used to have a friend. I'm going to tell you a little bit of an Irish thing now because I was back in Ireland. Uh, <laughs> the Irish spelling of Rory is R-U-A-I-D-H-R-I. Rory. Wow. Yeah, difficult. I had a best friend in high school, equivalently, secondary school in Ireland with that name, and uh, thought I'd give him a shout-out. <laughs> Rory. <laughs> Not an easy spelling. Most Irish names, if you ever see someone kind of appear to be choking, just check they're not trying to pronounce an Irish name. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so uh, third one in the list, another quality title here. Uh, this is on PC VR uh, headsets and um, Project Z. Actually, it's probably Project Z, but we'll go with Project Z. Uh, so Project Z is you wake up in an abandoned hospital. And um, much, like, uh, much like the game, um, what was it called? Amnesia. The game Amnesia you don't have any means of defending yourself. So you're just running away from zombies and stuff like that. So there's a bit of a puzzle element to this. You're in a zombie-infested hospital, and you got to find your way out. So again, although it's like an indie title and something that's uh, pretty simple, it's only an hour's worth of gameplay, and this one's definitely not for Rowdy. Again, I'm always turned on by by zombie games. So it's not, it's not a zombie mm. shooter or wave-based anything. Okay. It's more a well. puzzle game, more of a room escape type thing. Um, and and <laughs> the funniest part about this is looking at the um, the, the game dev studio, Slindev. Uh, this game launched on the 28th of November, by the way. Looking at their past catalog, this then is the spiritual sequel to their previous title, Lobby Tennis, which was um, where, you, <laughs> where you played tennis on a beach Lobby. against the star of the 1958 film The Blob. Literally, you were playing tennis with the blob. It was you versus an AI monster. So um, I've just seen the trailer, but it, it looks rough. Yeah, I, I thought Blobby, the 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 star from the UK, the the. Oh, is there it, is, is there yeah. is there another Blobby? I don't know. I think so, Mr. Blobby. Well, I don't know Mr. Who that Blobby. Is. Yeah, Mr. Blobby from Noel Edmonds' house party. You've never seen that? Oh no. my god, <laughs> that's where, right. Where, where have you been your whole childhood? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I I would love to see an Outlast kind of vibe yeah. in a VR game with yeah. a camera that you put batteries in then you're like oh I can see you would, again. Uh, if they bring that out then uh, you would play it Nathy? I would play it I've actually played Outlast 2 in VR actually game, I, I played the original Outlast in VR as well you know with um, getting chased by naked man with Vorpex it, it kind of looks like 28 days later the game <laughs> yes you know yeah a little bit Like, but I, I like that uh, concept of you know when you're helpless it's not just me with guns and like blasting zombies. Yeah. So that kind of idea really um, makes me interested. And it was PD earlier in chat today had mentioned that there was potentially code leaks again to using uh, Left 4 Dead VR. So I think it's a really cool thing to kind of mm. again think about what could what could Valve do differently in a Left 4 Dead game. And I think one of those is start off completely unarmed before we... Uh, Zim, Zim, VR. you're just casually talking about Left 4 Dead coming to VR, but you know that maybe <laughs> next year or the year after you're going to... Just watch it announce and be like, okay, now it's real. It's I hope. Come. I this is why I'm just gonna keep seeing. You don't it have to hope. It. It's 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 like it makes the most sense I moving on from from Half Life. I want it. Badly. True. True. All right. So you've had three beautiful, unpolished 
gems. <coughs> um, and we've got a, we got a, we got one to kind of round out the cake here. So uh, this game, uh, some of you may have played. I don't know if you were invited to the early beta. So if you're into MMORPGs, there is another one coming called Nostos, uh, which is landing on the sixth of sixth um, uh, of December. And again, if you look back in this uh, dev's um, background, this is NetEase Games I'm talking about, they had previously designed a game called Stay Silent, which uh, to the best of my ability looked like it was designed after Cowboys and Aliens, which was a Western-themed multiplayer game where you ran around shooting other cowboys and aliens. Um, this, however, is an open-world, um, oriental, animated film-inspired MMORPG, uh, with a physical, giant, seamless world um, to explore. Uh, it has free movement and allows VR players to explore this kind of vast bounds. It's the first game that I can say, having seen it, their website, all their media, um, looks pretty decent. Now, some mm. VR tubers I know have had a chance to get access to an early alpha and or beta of the game, and it looks quite inspiring. Uh, it claims to have realistic combat uh, to allow a more immersive experience, offering a variety of different terrains. But not only that, they bring in the science side, meteorological systems. Um, yeah, it looks, uh, looks interesting. Have any of you guys actually played this? I'm curious. No, but I've seen gameplay of it. On, like people are streaming it and stuff like that. But is it going to go in early access? I, I think it must. I did, Almost. I don't know. Because it's, it, it looks like a very ambitious project that it needs to be worked on for like next mm. year as well. It's not going to be when it launches. I don't think it's going to be completely polished yet. Yeah. I think I think those kind of out there that really enjoy Orbis are going to really dig this game. Uh, for sure. It's multiplayer too, yeah. Mm. So there's there's I think the only other titles that really um are in the same space, Orbis, uh Township Tale, um any other VR RPG games that you guys know of? Mm. This one that I'm I sure played, but I knows. forgot the name of it. So Eesp Fogel is saying that VR365 played it when it was in alpha and it sucked pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of these uh, most of these uh, tend to do. So, yes, it's been after last week's incredible run of news. Uh, this week has certainly been somewhat fated in its, uh, in its, in its I was I was really hoping for you to finally announce that Battle Royale game, but it seems like it's getting pushed to another year yeah. of nothing. Are you talking keep- about Population 1? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they, they keep pushing. Um, actually, there's quite a few games, and I think it's quite... Um, Has anyone uh, seen gameplay of uh, this? I don't think so. Uh, only this Population trailer, 1 right? yeah. at the moment. Not recent. Yeah. Only Not the trailer with some minor gameplay. Yeah. Only mm. minor gameplay. So. There, there is one game uh, that you missed, though. Mm. Oh. A good one. Go on, tell me. And that is The Climb on Oculus Quest. Oh, yeah, but we've talked about that before. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, Go okay. on. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> um, It's coming out on the 3rd. Uh, so uh, I believe that is Tuesday. Tuesday next week, the climb is coming to the Oculus Quest. And mm. from the trailer that they dropped, it actually looks pretty decent. Like I was thinking it was going to be like just a gray blob yeah. that you're climbing up. <laughs> blobby, blobby, <laughs> giant blobby. Um, but it actually looks pretty great. So I'm excited about uh, the climb the, on Quest. The gameplay is present. That's the most important. So Yeah. Yeah. Cool. There you go. There you go. Nice. Um, cool. Well, now it's time to hand it over to Nathy. Uh, Wait, so I got an entire topic all just for myself. All about you. Usually it's like three and we need to share, but now it's like only me. Putting you in the spotlight. Wow. Nobody wow. puts my Nathy in the corner. I'm getting a little bit nervous, everyone. 
Um, so you're going to tell us about your experience of VR days. Yeah. We already delayed this segment twice. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to finally hearing about your experience it's with, was it, the Pimax and the Varo. Yeah. And also maybe maybe a, a little bit of a, of a treadmill adventure too. And uh, this unicorn, I'm sure someone wants to hear some. We heard, about the, we heard about the unicorn already. Oh, okay, okay. If, if they missed it, they need to go back to the previous episode and yeah, watch it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So first of all, I went to VR days. It's been eighty-four years ago, <laughs> and uh, this was in uh, this was in Europe in Amsterdam, so next door, and um, it, it's like um, it's like a I think it's two days of you being able to check out all kinds of new hardware, software, etc. It's like the um, like the enterprise event of Europe where everyone can show stuff off. Although I gotta say, entertainment starts to pop up more too now. So we're talking about uh, 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 Manas gloves. Uh, we're talking about um, you know the new HP refurb getting showed there from last year, of course. Uh, the Axtal, like a lot of experimental uh, things, not not things that you would say like, oh, this is this is gonna be out yet. All the things that are expensive. <laughs> And um, uh, just just pretty much everything. It's a mix of entertainment, of enterprise, of art. It's it's all there, and it grows and grows. This was the fifth uh, edition. It started five years ago, where VR enthusiasts would simply meet up, play some VR games, and now it's a full fledged uh, event with an award show with a day where you can hear all kinds of speakers talk about VR with. Um, a dinner and all kinds of uh, things. And you see a lot of people from the United States coming to this event, um, uh, people from all over Europe, Asia. So it's uh, it's it's becoming a big deal. And I think that's good because Europe, um, it does have a couple of events, but they're not of the scale that you have in America, right? So yeah, it's good to see that even in Europe, VR is thriving, VR is, you know, growing and growing. And um, yes, I got to try some stuff. I don't know where you want to start. You want to start with... Uh, uh, Pimax. Pimax. Pimax? Okay, so as I said, it's been a while ago, and usually it's it's kind of hard to talk about things that you tried for like 10 minutes. And So let's just say it straight. I got a Pimax at home. Uh, I think I got the Pimax 5K Plus and also the 8K. Um, when I used it, it was always the 5K. Never really used the 8K. I was more fond of the 5K. Um, and compared to the 5K, to the 8K X, that is like one of the newest ones in the lineup, um, it has definitely been improved in the sense where it's not that warped anymore. Okay. Although I did try one demo. I didn't try, like they let me try something they wanted me to try. Mm-hmm. So uh, just saying, it was like this flight simulator. But it looked good. Also, mm-hmm. screen door effect was barely noticeable. So they have made improvements. But I have no idea if after six months, it's still going to hold up. Sure. Yeah, because I think that was one of the biggest criticisms. That's the important part. Of we the- had about the Pimax, right, is that... You know, it kind of it had this like super wide field of view, which was one mm-hmm. of the first to do it, like 170 yeah. degrees, something crazy. Um, but you had to have these specially designed curved lenses in the headset to pull this off, and and as a result of that, you kind of had this warped distortion on the edges of your vision, yeah, which kind of became a bit distracting. <clears throat> That's um, true, yeah. yeah, yeah. But in this one, 
it's it was still warped, but but not not that warped in a way where you would get motion sick mm-hmm. because you could get pretty motion sick of the of the current ones. Um, but the build quality uh, was improved. You know, they use better plastic. It it seemed to be more high quality. But again, I don't know what the the what how uh, durable it is mm-hmm. for. Let's say how how good the display is in the long run when you you use it for hours upon hours. That's the thing. Like having experienced the the Pimaxes that I own here and and seeing what other people have reported. I'm just a little bit more careful about my... Sure, yeah. How's and the form of- factor? Yeah, I was going to ask just a question about... Like, so, like, <clears throat> I remember from playing with the uh, with the headset, it, it was kind of... Um, it was smaller than I was expecting it when I first got my hands on the 5K+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people say the that. The foam actually. was a bit... Yeah, because you always you see it. It looks like it's going to be like a hammerhead mm-hmm. shark, like, <laughs> out to here, right? Yeah. But it's actually pretty tidy. And um, all my fears of, like, you playing Beat Saber and hitting the headset were abated yeah. from the first time I played with it. But, like, the foam I was never really impressed with, like, the facial interface part mm. of the headset. Has any of that no. improved? Yes. Yes, so the, the comfort has been improved big time. As you guys may know, it's shipped with this head strap that also came with the classic Vive. Uh, it was just too, like, the, the, the headset is quite heavy so it needs to have a, a a strong head strap to keep it on your face and keep it comfortable so they have a new one now where they have i think they're using a similar design to it's like a, a hybrid between the vive deluxe audio strap and the uh, the the one that uh, you use on the oculus rift s and the playstation vr so it has a lot of and that's important with this headset that you have a big front part that keeps the the balance uh, going mm-hmm. but there right. were there was like foam everywhere on the sides on the on the on the forehead on the back it, they put it everywhere i've never seen a headset having so much uh foam everywhere did you like that or or no well compared compared to just just uh just a head strap yeah and yeah. in terms of like do you think what was their kind of focus for this headset is it business or uh, consumers or enthusiasts or I think it's a mix. I think it's mm. for their definitely for their community, for their dedicated uh, uh, fan base, uh, mm. but also for uh, enterprise because there are still a lot of enterprise that use this. Um, mm. So, yeah, like the the there were a lot of people surrounding this this booth, um, and m- most of them were. Or people that got curious, like what kind of headset is, what can I do with it, mm. and others were like. Um, really dedicated to the Pimax brand. You, you, like, as I said before, you can see that this company um, survives for a part because of their, you know, hardcore uh, community. Is mm-hmm. there... And they were there, so... From what you can tell, I mean, uh, is there much of an interest in Pimax anymore? Well, they make a new one, so you can you can decide for yourself I, I think, if that means I that... I think indeed, like, like, like Zim mentioned, I think that they're in a bit of a pickle now that we have like the index yeah. and it's like the index is like clearly targeting the same market mm-hmm. as yeah. Pimax is which yeah. is yeah, expensive yeah. high consumer prosumer kind of market so th- that is a bad situation to be in if if you're Pimax I guess because Felv is not a company that you want to take head on and especially uh, considering well, that um, the Pimax aren't in a position right now to ship base stations or controllers 
Whereas yeah. obviously with the index, you're getting a yeah. complete bundle, yeah. everything you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were demoing it with the Valve index controllers, funny enough. Yeah. Um, uh, you do need to know that, yeah, a Pimax at this moment wouldn't be able to um, compete with Valve mm. nor Facebook. Um, but in Asia, they of course have the mm. realm for their own. And like you say, they yeah, have I, they have this dedicated community that they have use yeah. it, use like it I, predominantly for like sim sim applications, like sim flight sims and racing sims. And they, stuff I like think that. it would be smart to to indeed to keep on focusing on like bringing something new to the table. So they they were one of the first headsets to bring like that wider field of view. But now yeah. there are other headsets that are also kind of going into yeah. that direction. So maybe it would be smart for them to to find what is the next thing that we can yeah. add to our headset in order to stay yeah. that little step ahead to keep smell-a-vision. that community interested. Smell-a-vision. They could add smell-a-vision. <laughs> Just get another I smelly module. You have the wider smelly you, module. You could buy all tracking. kinds of upgrades uh, at the Kickstarter. So, But for me, again, this is what I said last uh, uh, episode as well. You know, I appreciate them innovating, trying new stuff, but the people that backed this project two years ago should be first yeah. getting their stuff, okay? And yeah. then you can, like for me, it was as well, like I wanted to try it, but then the other side, I would just tell them like, listen, I like that you're making new things. But first of all, give those poor people that spent so much money mm-hmm. on this hardware, on this Kickstarter, their hardware that they paid for. Yeah, no, I totally um, agree. And, 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 and like, the ba- like the base, because now everyone is talking about, oh, new headset, blah, blah, blah. But where, where the heck are the base stations? Haven't they already started making base stations? The controllers, like, I've seen molts. I've seen them. Like, I was at their office. I've seen them, you know, but it, I don't know. But what they did do was kind of nice because there was one guy that I knew from uh, my trip uh, in China. They said, like, hey, if you want to come over again, then you know, uh, be our guest. So that's nice. I, I, I never feel like they're really hiding something. They're still trying to figure it out. Um, so I might go, I'm not, I didn't make any promises. Um, but yeah, the fact that they want to, you know, uh, uh, let me come over again. But I, I am definitely very, uh, let's say critical. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, fair enough. Uh, what about yeah. uh, the Varo then? Because that's kind of an in- interesting one. We've talked about this on the show before. Retina yeah. sort of level display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's... Um, so it's not Va- Varo, it's Vario. I've Vario. been asking them about it too. I was like, because I met someone, like I met uh, uh, Mr. Risotto and those people. It's like, how do we how do we call this thing? Uh, it's Vario. <laughs> Vario, yeah. Lucas is hilarious. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. So um, I got to try it for uh, 30 minutes. Uh, everyone had to wait for me. It was very strange. Like, I didn't expect them to have me demo it for that long, but um, apparently they were interested to hear it from a different perspective. Usually it's the enterprise that gets to try this. Uh, you don't see the Vario on a consumer event uh, because it's it's very enterprise-focused. It's very expensive. Uh, wasn't it starting at like uh, six 6000 yeah, exactly, um, yeah. And then you also need the software, etc. I'm not going to go too deep into did you, what extra you Did you have anyone, pay, like, like slapping your head, like a, like a, some large German lady with, like, a leather whip who was, like, whacking your hands anytime <laughs> you touched the display? She's like, no, touch the display! No, 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 no. I was, like, I was able to, I was like, can I take things off? Can I push uh, things? They were like, yeah, sure. Dude, like, I, I grabbed the headset, first of all, quite heavy okay quite heavy but that's because there's a lot in there but so solid like it was like almost like a like it looks a, heavy it, it does it does and also the the head strap was was very massive all the materials were 
you know, quite um, chunky, quite strong, quite chunky. Um, but when I put it on, wasn't bad at all. It wasn't that heavy mm. because it's balanced in a nice way. If you balance a headset out in a in a good way, yeah. then it's fine. But of course, this is again a headset that is mainly well not even mainly it's just getting used in the enterprise business so they show it to someone or they uh, uh letting companies use it for at least like maybe yeah. i don't know 20 yeah. minutes mm-hmm. but it's not like you're gonna play with this for four hours was this pinning down your ears while you were using it it looks like if i tried to put a headphone over it on your head mm-hmm. it looks like it's uh <laughs> actually looks kind of uh, uncomfortable well, there well i'm gonna surprise you guys it has inbuilt audio Oh, like bar audio like the Go has? Yes. So you, so, and and that makes sense once again, because, you know, it needs to be easy Mm. to... uh, One of the the unique um, things about this headset is that it actually has four panels in it, right? So it's got uh, a panel for, like, two panels for each eye. One is, like, a Mm. larger contextual panel to, to deal with all the stuff that you'll see in your peripheral vision. And then the one that is, like, right in front of your eyeballs is a little tiny... Uh, 1080p uh, panel for like this ultra clear crisp yeah. image. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I I could definitely see that there were smaller ones that were sharper. I could see the difference between those. Um, Did you see the line as well, like in between the two? Because that would be no. You that, could just right? see the the change in quality. So similar mm. similar you mean to um, the Quest with its uh, with its display when you like turn your eyeball forty five degrees or whatever and you look to the side you can yeah, see but then, the quality yeah shift. but then the field of view is is in that sense is then stronger because it the the displays mm. that are sharper are way let's say more in your face than with the Quest it's very like in the on the sides of your eye vision but here it's kind of yeah. in your face but not in a way where you could really see it so this headset it has hand tracking finger tracking it has hand tracking yeah it has inbuilt uh um, this was the first time i got to use the new um leap motion technology so the company is now called leap what was it again ultra leap ultra leap so it's this is the first time i got to use like ultra leap um very good and the range is, is really big. It's in inside. So do you see the glass display? Yeah. It's behind that. So it's like completely hidden away. You don't see it. How do you how do you see your hands? What do they look like? Do they look like like see-through well, hands or so I got to try a couple of demos. The first one was a hand tracking demo. I was in this um, it was like a photorealistic um, factory or or some kind of like it was like an artist his layer where he made all these little action figures and you could just uh, use your hands to press buttons to go to the next scene. You couldn't really grab anything. It was you just pushing buttons on your hands to go and teleport around. Um, But my hands were like golden. They weren't realistic in any way. They were just Mm -hmm. completely golden. And um, I just tried all kinds of stuff. Of, Of course, occlusion and things, just like everything else we have seen, that hasn't been solved yet. It's just like... Leap motion. So, right? so, so tell us about this, like, the, the the visual quality. Was it, like, next level? Oh, I mean, next Do you want to play like, Half-Life uh, Alex on this headset? It would be nice. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It would but be it, nice. It, it, it is it's it's very sharp. Steam VR. It's, it's extremely the, the, sharp, but I'm very happy with the current stuff, too, sure. you know? Yeah, but that, that's a problem that, that we highlighted a, l- a little while ago. We, we, we're getting towards, like, you know, you have, like, that curve that is, like, increasing, increasing, and... 
at a certain point that will start like plateauing and like the marginal increases that you're getting for like like 10,000 more pixels, it's not gonna be that much different anymore. If you go from 240p to like 1080p, that's like, oh, massive difference just because mm -hmm. you're so much lower on the yeah. left end of the, of the curve. Yeah. yeah. But the more you go to the right end of the curve, even though the difference will be the same amount of pixels, yeah. That will be barely noticeable. Yeah, you can go from 20k to like 50k, mm -hmm. and you but, will barely but now, see any But difference. now you'll be able to see the individual hairs on the head crab in half like Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it like it would be nice to to. It works with Steam VR. Um, it's getting tracked by four base stations, by the way, not wow. with two, with four. Um, and and I also checked out the cables that need to you know run with this headset. I can tell you the break box was quite big. And there were all kinds of different cables going all all over the place. I, I still need to double check with them what that meant, but I, I, there were like two cables going into a laptop, and there were and you had like this big power block that was on the ground that was like powering the whole thing. So it's it's very it's the most overpowered headset yeah. I've ever tried from a gamer perspective at least. Yeah. I, I remember when I was doing research about this, and I think it, they used two Display Ports. So yes. there's a display port per eye, basically. God. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, I played this demo where I was in this, you know, this this uh, this museum. I don't know really what it was, but it was something Scandinavian. Then I got to go into a supermarket, and they turned on the eye tracking. I had to first of all uh, adjust my eyes by looking at these points, these dots going all over the place to, you know, <laughs> measure everything. And then, um, then I got to just look at products. And it was just like this circle was in the middle where I was looking. It went there. Super strange, of course, because you're like, and it just goes all over the place. They, they could tell that Nathie's eyes was like darting up to the top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but that was impressive. It worked really well. And then they, uh, like David tried it and they showed me the software they use. I could look into the headset. They had like these cameras, of course, so I could see his eyeballs going oh, all over wow. the place. Uh, yeah, I wish I, I had some some video of that too. Um, as but, a research um, tool, that is that is actually yeah. like very useful and very data cool was rolling well, in they, yeah. they they do that a lot actually, especially in like in data science. They did that with MRI scans as well because people need to do awake scanning and that kind of stuff. So it's always neat to get like that kind of information mm -hmm. to see that actually being used on like a level like like that. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, there's a good question here from chat actually from Anne says if you could have it for free. Nathie, would it become your daily driver? No. no, because it's not made to game with. Mm -hmm. And that's and what I mainly do on my channel. Yeah, if it could, like if it could, if it could game, is it something that you would? But game it can, with, it can game, but it's just a comfort. It's not it, the, the comfort the, side. Yeah, it's not built to be a gaming headset. Yeah. I think though, like with this like dual display technology, like laid on top of each other, like eventually that's going to trickle down to consumers and become more affordable. Yeah, yeah. So eventually we'll, yeah, yeah. we will have this like retina level display. There are design choices for enterprise and not for gamers. Yeah. So I would not, it sounds maybe weird, but you know, I, I don't care about that no. in a gaming. And, uh, and I, I guess even now, like gamers are complaining about the specs required to power a VR headset as we've seen with the Half-Life Alex announcement. Yeah. So this is like on another level. But I think yeah. also, like, I mean, it's, it's obvious they need the four tracking stations because it doesn't have anything in the back. Like, the back strap is just yeah. like a fat version of the deluxe audio strap from what I yeah, can see. Yeah, it's very solid, very... Uh, <laughs> um, this was the VR2 Pro, by the way. This was not the first Vario. This was the newest oh. one. Um, wow. There's also an AR one. Mm. Um, oh. It's like mixed reality. So you mm -hmm. look through cameras. 
uh, very interesting. Um, so yeah, I tried that. Then I got into a, I think it was a, a control tower at an airfield and I could look at all the little planes and it would give me information on where they were going. And I could also, um, like you could control buttons too, but in that demo it didn't work, but you could actually press buttons with your eyes. <laughs> wow. I don't know how that works. Maybe it's like, <laughs> like this, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, but uh, yeah, you could look at the planes, you could look at the at the hangars and all the gates, and it just worked. Like the, the eye tracking was very very accurate. Um, Is that the first time you tried eye tracking? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I never got the opportunity before to try it. Nice. Um, so um, yeah, Vario is it's a very impressive headset. It is. Cool. Was there anything I'm else at the at the at the VR Days event that was like? that particularly stood out to you? Like whether you said those gloves... Oh, yeah, you guys didn't want to talk about the unicorn, so... Yeah. No, no <laughs> unicorn. No, so Manas, Manas was there, and you can just see Manas is is on top of their game. They had the Manas gloves there. They had this... I tried this... Uh, uh, I tried Manas gloves before, um, but they had this demo of... Uh, you could put like a plane uh, engine together. And they had like the Valve Index together. They, they had like this slick booth making VR awesome, making VR cool. Mm -hmm. They're like in the VR industry for years now. Like they're not new to the business, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. but they were there uh, and, and they make great stuff. Um, they have new gloves. They have completely motion capture. Uh, they did the Lindsay Sterling experience uh, not that long ago. Um, so they're, they're uh, doing well. And they were at VR days, of course, supporting the what event. The there were a lot of do? events. The Manus gloves. Yeah. Well, what gloves should do? You grab, like, for example, the uh, a part of an engine of an airplane, and you put it together. It's like very um, simulation based, very training based. But you can just use your fingers to grab stuff. It's kind of like leap, but then of course way more accurate. But, oh, okay. but there's no push um, buttons. No, you can feel it too. You can feel it too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's got restriction there, like the like the. Is it vibration feedback or is it like actual restriction? No vibration. Feedback? Oh, okay. No, cool. no, it's not. Uh, no, not not that. It's no, not like the, I it's tried not the them, finger uh, breaker, Mike. That's what. Yeah, I, you know no, what I'm talking no. about. <laughs> oh, I tried I them like a like a like a couple of years ago, but even then, there was uh, very impressive. Also, the motion tracking, like mm. the the mocap suits and stuff. So, so you also tried out uh, a treadmill. Yeah, I tried. That was also my first time. I Just always kind of held off with first time treadmills. On a normal treadmill. Never been on one of those before. No, I, I have no idea how this works. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know what, what is workout. Workout. I have no idea. Okay. Um, no, I tried the um, Cyberith, and okay. it was their second uh, generation, and um, I I had to well first of all step into these funny shoes, these socks. Um, that you know let you move on the platform mm -hmm. and I was trying this demo where I had to um, escape an office and I also had to put out some fires with a fire extinguisher and uh, it was very again training based and uh, first it was very awkward I had no idea how to really use it properly um, because w what is the speed you know how do you like you're almost like moving forward you're like I'm gonna fall or something um, but I noticed that, like, treadmills have a lot of potential if they are calibrated, right? If, if, you, if you move the same speed as the character, then it, it, it's, it's great. But that's the problem with treadmills that I've heard about, is that if you, sometimes you run too fast, but then the character is slower, then it makes you super sick. 
because mm-hmm. it doesn't match. And that's what I had. I had some moments where I was like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm at the right pace. I'm moving at the right, in the right, you know, uh, motion. But then there were other moments where I went too fast or too slow. And then it, it was almost like my character was walking in front of me and was faster than I was. And that kind of brings this yeah. disconnection to your brain. Also, and that makes you motion sick. The, just the, the science of walking is... Uh, so complex um, when it comes to it, like because we we do it all subconsciously. You know, you put your one foot forward and you automatically balance, and your brain like immediately triggers the other foot to come off. Like there's so much that comes into like just yeah. walking that yeah. it's very hard to do this in a in a zero latency environment because as soon as you you introduce latency into there, then you will get a, a really is, strange feeling. Yeah. It's weird because like I've tried the Omni, which is similar. Did it have like a dish at base? Like so, it's yeah. like yeah, so similar to the Omni in that sense. Yeah, it's very but similar. What, what I found with the Omni, I didn't notice any latency, and I was running on it and everything. But what I found myself was I was just like leaning on the rail as support for my legs to run fast enough. Yeah, because you slide to the back and exactly. then you start running. Yeah, but that's that's same here. Same, so it doesn't so thing. it doesn't feel natural in that sense. No. It, it feels artificial in a way. No, I still well. think the best thing I have seen was uh, last year at Oculus Connect, where they had this <laughs> Infinidec. Yes, that's, yes, that's that's like Ready Player One. It's yes. like an escalator that goes always. Exactly. Yeah, that's an omnidirectional like moving platform, basically. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. one but seems to have a uh, like an inf- an automatic inflation in the plat underneath the platform. Were you saying that you you went into one that was more like a bowl rather than? What I'm seeing is the Virtualizer Elite 2 mm. has a kind of a platform that's got some kind of almost like a, a blow-up hill. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it yeah, no, 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 it did. It was yeah, it like yeah, that? It did. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it, flat surface you were walking too. on or bolt? No, what you said, like it, it actually moved with my, uh, but I like honestly, I didn't the in- really So the incline notice. was changing dynamically with your content then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. but again, but, that is so hard to do. I think so because it, it needs to predict where <laughs> you're going before you're actually there. And if you then all of a sudden decide to turn around, then like, yeah. how how is it going to fix that? Yeah, it's yeah. such a complex. I, I, uh, I think like treadmills, like we're so far away from a good treadmill. Yeah, it's like, like I. It's not like I would say that it's not gonna ever work. It's mm, just that I this, like I, I I'm not that interested in well. Like, using uh, it as it is right now. I, I believe in the future that we'll have a device to just plug straight into our brain that would probably simulate the fact that we're walking better than a treadmill could ever do. Oh, that's yeah, my, my... Like, like that's why I thought, like, the cyber shoes was kind of interesting. Like, you know, remember the cyber shoes? Oh, the cyber uh, shoes, yeah. Because it was so cheap, but kind of felt like a treadmill. Yeah. Again, didn't feel natural. But you had to sit down. You had to that, sit, yeah, that yeah, was the big <laughs> like for me. That's not yeah. walking. Or Some people said like you could like well. you could like harness yourself from the ceiling and then use it. But I was like, no, that's not gonna work. <laughs> but yeah, so I think you know physical devices for locomotion in VR yeah. has got a long, long I, way to go. I just don't think like I, I like some people said our oh, treadmills are a gimmick. I don't believe that. It's mm. just very, very early. Yeah. But I do see it but, work. It's just right now I'm like, yeah, no, this is just, I would rather just walk with a thumbstick. Yeah, like, 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 put it this way. If a company said you can have a free treadmill, I still wouldn't use it. Put it that way. <laughs> oh, not not for a daily driver. No. Well, I think, I think, I think to that, be honest, one point. of the main, the main things that put me off a treadmill is just the physical space where you would have to then stow it away. It's bad enough having a driving wheel for a racing game. Having something that large... Even mm. if it compacts down, it's still going to be a large object. 
how do you resolve that? And then Rowdy's and point comes the, in, I mean, which is it doesn't even feel right. Yeah, but the, the the problem is just like I I think there are solutions for it, and I think I always think it's impressive that people are working on this. Also, this kind of like I, I like the thing that they do with like the the blow up thing. It's a very neat kind of concept, yeah. uh, and it's stuff that we need like this that will indeed push it up to like the point that this will become something usable. I wouldn't look too much at like the design or the the, the size of it because those are things that get like you know patched out in the later versions or prototyping or whatever. But I do think that. As long as we don't have like a, a near zero latency solution for this, that it's almost impossible to do that. But of course, you know, like computing is always on the rise. So I don't think it's it's mm. that far away, mm. speaking in decades now, um, uh, that uh, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be something that is at least to a point that it is usable. Seems like Musk's solution is gonna be the closest one here that fixes it. It's gonna be a neural link that basically yeah. tells your brain, "Hey, I'm walking. Oh wait, I'm not." You know, in, in Musk we trust. Um, so, no. Nathan, uh, out of all the stuff no. you tried, um, what would you say was your highlight from VR days? I, like, I didn't try Don't say the much. unicorn. The unicorn. No. Okay, it's the unicorn. I, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you've got any questions for Nathan in the chat <laughs> about Varro or Pimax or unicorns, then put them in the chat. Also, remember, sure. it is his birthday, so feel free to wish him a happy birthday, because... It's very important. It was this um, week, by the way. It was it's not today. Yeah, this week. Yeah, but you make it sound like I'm. Oh, sorry, I broke the whole. Uh, Let's not magic. forget, though. You know, it happened. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We, we celebrate you an entire week. So my, my oh my entire week. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's nice. It's your birthday week. Your birthday yeah. week. <laughs> so let me let me remind you. Uh, so you, you've got some time to put some questions in the chat. So this is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live-streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. By the way, this is all made possible by using Restream.io. So if you want to do like a multicast session yourself, Restream.io is the program to use. Uh, obviously, you can watch this in VR as well using big screen TV. Chat with like up to eight people in a little room, and they instance the rooms. It's a really cool way to watch the show. Mm. You can watch the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK, at 12 midday in Central US. And also the audio version is particularly good as well. It's available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. Nice. Uh, quick quick shout uh, while we're scanning chat for questions. Um, I did actually hop into big screen last week, but I was totally confused when I hopped in. Because I hopped in, and I saw like three people like turned to me, and I was like, oh shit, they're going to see my name if <laughs> they start asking me questions. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to be covert. And uh, so if you spotted me, it was me. Uh, yes, Because like, I hadn't had a chance to, when the show was live, actually hop in. So I hopped in, and it's a nice room, actually. That's hilarious. As the show couch. starts, they'd be like, aren't you supposed to be on this show? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, this is going to be like, <laughs> I can't explain this. They're like, hang on. You're not dead, right? Um, but yeah, I, I hopped in. That was good. The thing I didn't know, and I wanted to just rebroadcast for other people who also might be confused by the same thing, is I didn't know that um, uh, the podcast is instanced. So, you know, you have, I think, eight people max in a room, and yeah. then and then there's multiple of those rooms. So you might yeah. be going to see your buddy or whatever. So I think there's a friend system. Like, you know it better than I do. Yeah. But if you want to join a room with somebody, I think you can just join on a friend. Um, yep. and that's how that works so uh, if you were just going to like casually drop and you're like oh I don't see my friend and then you <laughs> pop off again well don't do what I did and assume that you know it was just those uh, kind of seven or eight people looking at you, you know? yeah exactly so, yeah you can you invite your friend along yeah very cool so, very cool. um, so I, um, I went to uh, like my local media store today to see if you know Black Friday had any impact on the 
let's say, VR sales mm -hmm. in my very small uh, city, in my town. And I can tell you there were, I think there were six PlayStation uh, VR bundles there. Mm. Um, but then three disappeared later, later nice. on that day. Um, and uh, mm. what I did notice was that there were no moves with that. So the only game that you need moves with in the bundle that they are selling right now is Skyrim. Mm. Right? You don't need it. Yeah, yeah, you could play with a gamepad, but I was like, yeah. mm. Same with Blood and Truth. You could play it with a gamepad as well, right? And, yeah. Yeah, you can. You can. So, you and, see, and so at least it's not a crime they're, they're doing, you know? Selling no. it, selling move games without without a move in the box would be a little bit dodgy. No, but it's, but it's like, like, like you, looking out at uh, Black Friday deals and Cyber Monday deals, um, the one thing that I noticed, uh, which I think is still active uh, for UK people, was it was, I think, 100 and... 150, 160 quid for uh, the whole steering wheel, um, shifter, pedals, like all of that bundled together for that price is great. But then they've also got a set of Corsa Ultimate Edition, which is all of the DLC and stuff for 12 pounds on Steam. And so if those mm -hmm. two are going together, that means for basically 180 pounds, you can get a full on racing setup with the best game and loads of content with it. That's a great deal. So if you've been mm -hmm. like saying, hey, maybe I'll go race, then do that. Um, yeah. yeah, and join uh, Zim's Discord, uh, Discord server as well, and yeah, you, sure. you set up your own servers, don't you, for a setup? Yeah, for a set of Corsa, um, you can just check out zimtalk5.com slash AC. The AC is for a set of Corsa, and uh, it just gives you everything you need to join us. We're actually just racing tomorrow. Yeah. We're doing it the mm. first uh, first week of every week, week, first Sunday of every month yeah. is when we're racing, and those are such a blast. It's like being in your own episode of Top Gear. really is. <laughs> <laughs> where's, where's your wheel, Mike? You've got a wheel, but it's tucked away, is it? Yeah, it's tucked away. Yeah. Well, Gathering dust. So one last thing that I thought was interesting this week is that someone uh, made their own fiber cable for Oculus Link. Yes. And it yes. works? Yeah, so they had a USB to fiber connection from their PC. Then I think it was like a 70 meter fiber cable or something like that. Holy shit. But they said that yeah. it could go up to 250 meters. Mm. Um, and then on the other end, a converter that then converts it back to fiber to USB yes. again. <laughs> and then you use a, a link cable from that to that. Um, so yeah, very impressive, but of course very expensive. Like we're talking yeah, like I was about to say like about that, yeah, 400 that's... quid for a cable. Um, Don't so, do it. So yeah, th there's been a lot of talk about different cables that are compatible really at the moment. And I think, to be honest, just hold off for the official one. It's going to be released in the next four weeks. Uh, that's the one that's going to be the best one. It like seems it's so hit and miss right now. Like I've seen so many people be like, oh, I bought that one. It didn't yeah. work with my setup and that one. Yeah. You know, like I, I think even if you take recommendations from various videos, it, yeah. what, I've, what I've heard is people try it with their own configuration and find it's not working. Yeah, it's I like agree the with hardware, Mike, stick with the in. official exactly. if, you're, if you're going for that. Exactly. And that's exactly what my experience has been. You know, I recommended a couple of cables uh, and although they work for me, they don't work for other people. And then things that I said didn't work for me did work for other people. So like you say, it's very mm. hit and miss. Yeah, uh, the official so. cable is going to be the most compatible one. Just a correct, small correction here. Um, the ultimate Assetto Corsa bundles only nine pounds. I got the pricing wrong. So wow. that's good. It's, wow. it's so, available till Monday. So did anyone buy something at Black, Black Friday or? Uh? I bought um, a, a doorbell. Okay. Uh, one, of those, one. one of those smart ones. So <laughs> we, both, <laughs> we both got phones. Android boys. Um, yeah, I picked up the uh, OnePlus 7T Pro, which is a fantastic device. But I was like, I'm getting more and more into AR stuff. And so I'm like, okay. Did you I, buy? I bought a lot, actually. I bought all of my Christmas uh, presents for like uh, 
my girlfriend's family and uh, mm. my own family. So I'm all set for Christmas. I'm all done. And I got the the Galaxy Note 10 Plus for myself. Oh, wow. So, Mike, the doorbells from Nest? Uh, I got the or ring one. The, the ring oh, one. I got that one too. Yeah. I one. And oh, I got, cool. it came with a free Amazon show. So then when someone rings the doorbell, it, you can see them on a little screen on your desk. Ah. So. Oh, I was uh, like, what? You mean it just the, plays an episode of... Game of Thrones or something off Amazon <laughs> yeah. Video? What do you mean an Amazon so the, the, show? The problem was, like, because I'm here on my own sometimes and I'm in VR, I don't hear the doorbell and there's always parcels being delivered and I miss them. And then I have to go oh. to the post office, which is literally the worst thing that happens in my life. Oh. So, um, so, yeah. It's That's always why. better than having kids bang at your door because they know there's a YouTuber living there and they think and they, they get a lot candy. of candy when they trick or treat there. Is the ring yeah. uh, ring coupled with the show... God, this, what is the world we live in? Is the ring coupled with the show in any way latent or is it relatively immediate? I have no idea because I've got the show but the ring hasn't turned up yet. Nobody comes to Mike's door. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> he lives in this big Adams family house. No one wants to enter through the gate. Exactly. Don't come here. Go to Nathie's house. He's got all the sweets. He's like this salty YouTuber <laughs> that just wants to make videos all day. Salty. Yeah, for sure. Right. So that is the end of the show. We oh, yeah, leave a like, by the way. Sorry long about enough, that. Yes. I almost forgot. Leave a like on the video. Um, we'll be back next week with no doubt some more awesome news for you. Maybe another animal with a VR headset on. Who knows? Um, got good until, releases coming next week. Yeah. Until then, have a great week in VR. Take care and bye-bye for now.